Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Wednesday, July 26th. We are here live. It's time for Destination Health. Lauren is joining me. We're going to get to your calls and questions here in just a little bit, so line them up. Phone lines are open right now, 855-950-3835. I'm just going to bring Lauren right in this morning. We're going to get to it. We've got a lot to cover today. Lauren, good morning. Good morning, Kevin. Happy Wednesday. Well, you sound nice and energetic this morning. <laughs> well, I was just laying down on a um, yeah. on a uh, foam roller, stretching my chest out. So I popped up real quick. Oh, there you go. Of energy. Good. Good. That's a good way to start the day. Yeah, it is a good way. Well, that wasn't the start of my day. I went for a beach walk and I did some laps in the pool and I went to the chiropractor. Wow. I'm trying to take advantage of my body being aligned and just getting a good stretch in. Interesting. You mentioned the chiropractor um, last night. Really? Is today. No, I guess it was Monday. Monday was a big day for me. Um uh, you pro- you may have heard the the interview with uh, Don Mann, the Navy SEAL. That was a was a really good interview. And then later on that day, you won't be able to hear it yet. But I also was interviewed by Dr. Wolfson. I did his podcast and I was interviewed on his show. And one of the last things we talked about was how do we get truck drivers more involved with chiropractic. Oh, that is a good topic, actually. Yeah, I said the challenge was just where most truck drivers tend to live. They tend to live in rural areas because mm-hmm. they can. They, they don't need to be close yeah. to a job or a factory. or So they do tend to live more rural. Um, when they're traveling, it's certainly not easy to get to a chiropractor in a truck. But it's not even all that easy for them at home. I mean, first off, we have to find a good network of chiropractors. Just because somebody's a chiropractor mm. doesn't mean that they're, you know, good or, or maybe not doing the kind of thing. So uh, first it would be to identify that network, but then how do we get people there? And I'm not sure. I think it, that's a, a challenge, but um, I believe in chiropractic, no doubt. The interesting thing for me right now, uh, this is the longest stretch of my life since I was 13 that I haven't been to a chiropractor. Oh, what happened? How did Lauren get? Lauren, I have no idea what happened. I was waiting for you to respond and you were back in the queue. I don't know how that (laughs) happened. Oh, well, I'm here. So I was just saying that you must be feeling good then if you haven't, you know, found the need for one, because I know I've, I've had horrible chiropractors in the past, and this is the first time I have found one that I truly believe in the system that they're using. Right. And, you know, it, it's like minimal adjustment because I'm not crazy about being adjusted. I feel like it's quite, it can be forced. Um, and this, because I'm, you know, pregnant and my body's changing so much, and I want to make sure that everything's in line because if it's not, it can cause issues with the birth. So that's what really turned me on to it again. Yeah. And right. Not every chiropractor is created, you know, the same. I am very, very picky about my chiropractors. And when I find a good one, I really like them. If I find a bad one, I absolutely won't go back. Uh, I won't even go back if they're just so-so. And here's what I find. I, I hate to be, I don't know whether what you might call it, but I want... Um, 
I want big male chiropractors. I just find they're so much mm-hmm. better. I, it, and I think it's that they're physically able to manipulate your body better. Well, especially if you're a bigger person, I, you know, like, you know, more muscular and stout. I personally am a very petite person, so I don't think it takes much to maybe not. manipulate yeah. me. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe it's just my, you know, I really, really liked my first chiropractor. He was, uh, well, actually, my first chiropractor was my general doctor growing up. Mm. He, he, oh, wow. I had okay. a general MD um, who believed in chiropractic and actually practiced it himself. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> really was. And that was my first experience. I, I threw my neck out horribly when I was like 13, just walking. My neck went out. Mm. My head snapped to the side. I couldn't get my head back around front. And I, so I went you know, just to my local doctor there in town. And he reset my neck and then put me in a, uh, some traction for a little bit. He said, if I wouldn't have done that, he said, the only other option I would have had is to send you to the emergency room and they would have put you into traction for three days to set this. They won't set it. They would just put you into traction and it probably would have taken two or three days. So instead, he reset. Wow, you and, really did it! Oh, it was it was crazy how how out of whack my neck got. I'm sure it was all the wrestling. Wow. Wrestling's really hard on your neck, and I hadn't built up strong enough neck mm-hmm. muscles yet. And but yeah, so that was my first experience with chiropractic, and then um, I continued. And then one of my friends from high school became a chiropractor, and uh, was probably my favorite chiropractor of all time. Uh, but the the guy I've got here now, <laughs> if I decided to go, I haven't been in so long because I just don't feel the need anymore. Um, I've got a guy here who's an ex-Seahawks uh, player. Oh, cool. Yeah, really, really good chiropractor too. You know, I had a really, really big open planned for today. <sighs> and I'm not, I, oh. I've, I've wanted to do this open before and I'm not sure how. I keep sitting down and trying to put all of this information into an order that would make sense, and I'm failing at it, and I don't know why. And what it, what I really want to talk about or try to get a <laughs> was that funny? I mean, it's pretty funny. I, oh. I I distracted you with the comment on the chiropractic. Oh, okay. Hold on. Um. Okay. Um. I want to talk about this topic. I, I don't know how to make sense of it. And there's a lot going on. There's a lot in the news right now. I want to tie some of those things in. But every time when I'm when I'm trying to put together the outline, it all makes sense. And then when I sit down and try to relay it, I don't think it is. And what I'm talking about is the big, big picture of what's going on in our world and our country and our politics and health is such a big part of this. In fact, I think it is the central theme we should be focused on. And I'm talking about like politics and the election coming up and what's going on in our world. And health is, I believe, is so central to this. Now, you know, I went back and looked. Was this some sort of big conspiracy theory? You know, supposedly it started in the 20s and 30s with the Rockefellers and uh, medicine. And I, I don't believe that from the beginning, this was any kind of big conspiracy. I, I really think Agreed. it was capitalism gone wrong. 
And I think it was crony capitalism and too much regulation that screwed this up. And then at some point, I do believe people started seeing opportunities in the broken system. And that's where we are now. What we are seeing happen around health is intentional. Most of it, though, is just to make money. I don't believe there's a big conspiracy theory driving this. And even if there is, I'm going to ignore it because if there is, I don't know what you do about that. That, That's my big problem talking about conspiracy theories is it's just talk. What are you going to do about that? And the answer is nothing. Can't prove any of this. If you could prove it, you still don't know what to do. I I think that our, our system was corrupted just because of money. And then we have the issue of government in bed with big pharma and big ag and big food. And it, again, I think it was just and still is for most people, the motivation is just to make money. Unfortunately, if you affect or control somebody's health, you want, you control their life. You know, we talk about how important health is. It, it To me now, I, I don't think it's wrong to say it's the most important thing in our life because everything else is affected by I, it. I can be poor and be happy, right? I know a lot of people who really don't have a whole lot of money and they're darn happy. I remember a time I didn't have any money and I was happy. So money really isn't the most important thing in our life relationships. I know people who are surrounded by people and are miserable. I know people who are almost completely and alone are very happy. And I know the opposite too. So relationships aren't really the key to happiness. I I will tell you, I don't know anybody who is really sick and happy. Health is the key. And because of that, health is also how we could be controlled. And again, I don't think it's any big conspiracy theory. I think it just happened because of money and greed and, and capitalism was hijacked with crony capitalism and government um, intervention into all of this. And I think that's the problem. I don't know how you turn that around ever. In fact, I'm not sure that you can. You know, when I look at this next election, uh, this this is where things start to go off the rails. Where where do I go? Because everything's tied into this topic. Do I go too deep into politics? Do I stick with health where we could make a difference, but I don't know how to change the system? And then there's a bunch of things in the news. I knew this was going to happen. My, my whole outline starts to fall apart when I try talking about this and making sense out of it. One of the things in the news that's bothering me right now, a lot, um, we've talked about why we're doing our show the way we're doing it. And I know it's taking us a long time, but we're sticking with this. I I am not going to give up on building our own platforms. We keep running into roadblocks, but I, I want this show to be so independent that you would have to turn off the internet to shut me up. And we're, we're struggling with that. We're, we're, but we're going to keep doing it. We're going to figure this out. But now I've got another issue. Did you see what happened to Dr. Mercola? Yes, I just read that this morning. This is scary. Really, um, really scary. And it's even worse that it's my bank. It's our bank as well. We've been with Chase too. forever. And I honestly, I like Chase. For a big bank, they've been pretty darn good. I don't have any major complaints with them. They have... 
the services I need. I, I've got great, in fact, my customer service is almost too good. I have people calling me all the time. You know, what can we do for it? Which is fine, but I, we don't really need a whole lot of help. I, my, our money's there, it's fine. But now I'm worried. Um, Dr. Mercola is reporting, and I believe him, that Chase has basically shut down all of his accounts, business and personal, not only his, and not just business, his personal accounts as well, but some of his his executives, the CFO, the COO, maybe, I forget, and their family members. What the hell mm-hmm. is going on? You know, I've been talking about the fact that I'm not comfortable right now because I have too much cash. I, and I don't mean to say that like I'm bragging. I, I, it's a bad thing. I wish my cash was invested somewhere and it's not because I don't like any of my options. The, the stock market is insane right now. There's no way I want my money in there. I've never been much of a believer in precious metals for a lot of reasons, although I'm maybe rethinking that a little bit right now. I'd love to have more money in real estate, but I, I don't like these prices. Then they're actually going back up again. Real estate's confusing right now. But I'm also worried about cash. If if the bank can just shut me off, man, I'm thinking about burying it in the backyard again. It's, it's really scary. And is it because that movie's coming out that they're involved with? And, oh, and, and here's something else. I don't know. I'd have to I, I'd have to go look. I know I've been tweeting about it. I've just been retweeting their stuff. But I think there's a documentary coming out soon. I've been tweeting about this stuff, but I'm oh. all over the board and I've been scattered. And But here's something else. So RFK is in the news a lot right now, right? Mm-hmm. And he's it, not in a good way. Everybody is going after him. The Democrats don't like him. The Republicans don't like him. The Libertarians would probably take him in. Uh, he is a, yeah. he is still yeah. a little too much of a classic liberal for me to, to think that I would vote for him to be president. But if I could vote for him to be the Democratic nominee, I would. And honestly, I could even say... Um, I would rather see him as president than a lot of our Republican nominees. Can't believe I'm saying that. There's a lot of things I don't agree with him on. Let's start there. There's a lot of things I really agree with him on. And some of them might be important enough that I would be willing to entertain that idea of him as a president. Um, He's getting a lot of attention. Here's the thing a lot of people might not know. You know, the, the... the disinformation dozen or whatever they were calling those guys. Remember all that? You know, CNN went after Mercola yeah. Heavy. President Biden named him directly and talked about this disinformation dozen. You know, one of our regular guests is part of that. Oh. Dr. Ben Tapper. Which one? Oh. He's part of that. He was named as, as one of the worst offenders in the country by the president. Oh, my gosh. So that group, Dr. Mercola and Ben Tapper and the others that were named, um, they have a lawsuit against the government. Guess who the attorney is? Oh. RFK. Ken. No way. Yeah, he's the attorney in the suit. Wow. I believe it. So is this why they're going after that group again? It's hard to say. I know. I know. 
It's a scary world we live in these days. It really is. It really is. Here's something else I'm thinking about. Like I said, every time I go down this road, there's, there's just too many topics and it's hard to wrap them up in a way that makes sense. I feel like I'm just going to jump all over, but I don't know how else to do this. Um, Do we think that COVID is the last virus we're going to have to worry about? Absolutely not. Here's what I'm afraid of. And, And I want everybody to think hard about this. I'm thinking hard about it. What if we do get some sort of really nasty outbreak, like a Marburg or an Ebola or something we've never even heard of, and it truly is deadly? COVID wasn't. I mean, it seemed like it was a little scary in the beginning, but once we kind of figured out if you were relatively healthy uh, and you had a good metabolism, this was not dangerous at all. It's just another flu or common cold, no big deal. The vaccine was really what you had to worry about, and I'm glad we dodged a bullet on that one. I I could go down that road. There's a lot going on with the vaccine. Uh, But again, I know. What do you talk about here? This is what I mean. But here's what I want people to think about. What if we do get a really nasty virus or pathogen that that is killing people and then there's a vaccine? What are you going to do? Are you going to take it? Uh, I've made a decision. I don't care how deadly it is. I don't care how good they tell me the vaccine is. I'm not going to take it. That's mm -hmm. a tough decision. And I I don't know if I'll be able to stand by it or not. If people are actually dropping dead, you know, healthy people, if COVID turned out to be what they tried to tell us it was and what it could have been, would I be able to say, no, I'm just, I'm not going to take the shot. I'm going to take my chances. And I think I've decided, and and I have the ability to do this. Not everybody does, but I, I would completely isolate. As soon as I thought there really is a dangerous pathogen and there is a vaccine, I'm not taking it. I, I am going to isolate and take my chances. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. This could happen today. It's hard to do that. I, I, I want people to think that if you think that what I'm talking about is out of the question, it's not. We This could happen today. There are a bunch of viruses out there. There's all kinds of things happening right now. They haven't taken off, but I watch this stuff all over the world. This could happen any day. We could end up with another virus. And could it be man-made? We still don't know if COVID was or not. Not for sure. So it doesn't even have to be natural. It could be man-made. Could be a bioweapon from some crazy country like North Korea. Who knows? I hate to even have to think about that. We haven't, we haven't, we haven't even begun to recover from COVID and everything COVID has done to our world. Again, we could talk about what's really going on with the vaccine. I, I want people to to stop and think about this again. Have there been a bunch of celebrities in the news lately? Um, I, I can't even keep track of them all. I don't even try anymore. Uh, one of the big basketball players' sons just had a big heart issue. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh! The I know. One that passed away. I was Is it talking. Kobe Bryant? Um, yes. Yeah. Isn't now, it? Uh, it might be. Like I said, it, here's what I want people to think about: celebrities, sports stars, movie stars, politicians make up a tiny, tiny, tiny. Did I say tiny? Percentage of our population, minuscule. We hear about them a lot. That's because they're celebrities. But they make up such a tiny portion of our population. How can they be having this many problems? 
Yeah, it was LeBron James, his okay. son. There we go. So, yeah, yeah, horrible, horrible. Yes, and it's it's. It's been nonstop for three years. The, the numbers in the general population have to be horrendous. How are we not hearing about this unless we're on social media in these groups that follow these kind of things? We're not really hearing about the normal people. But if celebrities are dropping like this, that, that has to tell us something. That um, They finally released the autopsy details for Lisa Marie Presley. Did you see that? Again, another not. celebrity. Oh, yes, I did. So this, this autopsy report, to me, when I read through this, reads like, how, how many ways can Big Pharma kill you? That's what her story reads like. So her first problem was she was obese, right? Mm-hmm. We got to go back away. She was obviously obese. And what causes that? We know what causes that. What causes that is our food supply today. I, I don't blame it on people at all anymore. You know, we used to blame this on people. Well, you eat too much and you're not moving enough. This is your fault. It's not. Yeah. It's not. Not, it, not even slightly anymore. The system is so rigged that this is not anybody's fault anymore that they're obese and, and unhealthy. The odds are so stacked against us. So she was unhealthy and obese because of our food supply. My guess is she was probably on several pharmaceuticals back then, which makes all of these problems worse. And then she got bariatric surgery. How many times have you and I talked about what a problem this is? Oh, it's a constant. I have family members doing it. I'm just, I just can't even believe it. They're blaming the bariatric surgery as the major reason she died. Yep. So they took out parts of her. And I have experience with this. This is not exactly, but the, the end result of what killed her is what I have to deal with. Scarring on my intestines. That's what killed her. So... The problem when you do bariatric surgery or any kind of surgery on the intestines, you scar them. That scar tissue leads to the potential for small bowel blockage. And that's what killed her was a small. I've had that. I've been in the hospital for that four times in my lifetime. Luckily, not in the last two decades. I managed to figure out a way to deal with this, which includes cannabis. That's why I talk about it. Uh, If I get nauseous, even slightly nauseous, I have to understand that it could be a ball blockage and it could kill me. And I used to have to take, if I got a little nauseous, I used to have to take two or three pharmaceutical drugs. The side effects were horrendous. They would wipe me out for two or three days. And many times I was taking the drug when there really wasn't a problem. There's just no way to know ahead of time. I don't want to wait till I end up in the hospital with this. And when you hit the hospital with this, guess what they want to do? They want to operate to take the blockage out. Guess what that does? Causes more scar tissue. So I, I came up with the, with cannabis and some other things that it just works. If I get a little nauseous, little cannabis, nausea goes away, problem averted. Haven't had a problem in two decades now. But that's what killed her. It started with the bariatric surgery. Um, guess what made the problem worse? What's that? Opioids. Oh, gosh. And they make it sound like, 
they, they, the report, the autopsy report shows that, well, they were prescribed. Well, they were prescribed months and months ago and years ago, and she is still taking them. Why? Opioids should be very, very short term for the most severe pain only, like a week max is how opioids should be used. You have surgery, the pain after surgery is intense, I get that. That much pain can interfere with healing, I get that. I'm actually okay with some short-term opioid use, responsible short-term opioid use, less than a week. Why is she still on these? Why Why do opioids cause a problem? Because they slow down your intestinal movement. That's why you end up with opioid-induced constipation and why they now have a drug. The same pharma companies that sold you the opioids that caused all the problems now will sell you the drugs that fix the problems they created. Of course. So she's, she's got scar tissue on her intestines. She's taking opioids, which slowed... She is walking around just waiting for a bowel blockage at this point, and it happened, and it was enough to kill her, and she died. Um, we could go through all the other drugs she was on, um, antidepressants, and, and this is a case of, of big pharma really gone wrong, even for themselves. They didn't want to kill her. They wanted her to let, live another 20 years like this is what they wanted, but oops, um, we went a little too far. She died. Uh, next, bring in another patient. Uh, they don't want to kill anybody. They want to keep them alive like this for a long, long time. And it, 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 it's, the system is a mess, and I don't know how we fix it. When you think about all the money that Big Pharma is making, all the money that Big Ag and Big Food are making, and then you combine it and then know that all three of these industries are in bed with the government— we can prove it. You just watch the executives move from being an executive at these companies to being in charge of the government agencies that control them. And they just move back and forth over and over how, and over. How is that not a conflict of interest? I just don't understand it. It's a huge con- conflict of interest and it shouldn't be allowed. And advertising pharmaceutical drugs should not be allowed but we allow it, and I don't know how we turn this around now. Now, individually, it's easy. Just opt out of the system. Stop eating their food. Stop taking their drugs. Stop going to these doctors. Opt out of the system. I can help individuals solve this problem in no time. But how do we, how do we fix the system? Yeah. I don't think you can. I don't know. There's a lot of undoing to be done. And... And there's there's too much money working against it, I fear, is the problem. I agree. Imagine, and, and let me throw this out there. If we were able to turn this around, if we were able to get people to start eating real food instead of the ultra-processed food from, from big food, and, and if we could get farms to become regenerative the way they should be, um, if we could get big pharma to stop advertising. If we were able to accomplish what we want to accomplish, it would collapse our economy. Oh, that's sad. Think about it. 
Think about all the money in those three yeah. industries. And, and if we actually got those industries working the way they should be, their revenues would probably be about 10% of what they are today. We would collapse mm-hmm. our economy. Gosh, that's a scary thought. Doesn't that suck? So uh, all we can do is, uh, yeah, uh, all I can think to do is all is just keep helping individuals like we do. Because I I don't know what to do for the system. Honestly, this is where I want to, I kind of have to make it political. Um, I'm looking at this election already, and I hate to even be talking about elections this far out. um, But I'm looking at this election and I'm thinking, Things might turn on this election, but here's what I see shaping up. Trump has got an awful lot of support. He really does. And I, I'm going to lose a lot of people. I'm going to, people are going to be shaking their head and wondering, you know, what I'm thinking. Um, I think Trump, one of the ways things could change. And I, I, you know, I think we're just at this place where something has to change. I, I feel like it's Groundhog Day and it's the song that never ends, and we, these problems are here where they won't go away, and something needs to change. But I, I fear mm-hmm. if Trump becomes president, or even if he becomes the nominee again, it will be horribly chaotic, and, and there are already people who throw out the word civil war. Um, it, it could be that bad. He's that divisive. And and maybe that's not a bad thing. Maybe that is what we need. I don't know. It's hard to even think about that, though. The other option I see possibly for turning this around, we've got to figure out how to take power away from the two extremes in politics, the extreme left and the extreme right. We've got to figure out a way to get the attention and the power away from them, because it seems like it's the extremes anymore that control everything. I think there's a whole bunch of people in the middle. You know who I would like to see the two nominees to be for this election? Who's that? People are probably going to lose it. I would like to see this election come. And let me say ahead of time, there are several topics that I disagree with both of these candidates on. But when I look at the topics I disagree with them on, I think they are a lot less important than what we might be able to fix. That's my take on this. So I'm going to get a ton of emails. I can't believe you even talk about this guy. Do you know he believes in that? Yeah, I know what they believe in. And there's lots of things I completely disagree with both of these people on. But I think when it comes to the really important stuff right now, this may be our best bet. I would like to see the 2024 election be a runoff between Vivek Ramaswamy and RFK Jr., Wow. And I know that's probably not a popular opinion at all, but that's who I think I, <laughs> we might we might be able to turn this around. And I believe it's because they both in their parties, they both really appeal to the middle. Mm-hmm. I think they do as well. I, I, I don't know. Um <laughs> I'm getting all kinds of text messages over here and I'm trying to figure them out while, <laughs> while I'm trying to think my way through this topic. Like I said, I, I my, my outline fell apart again. I knew that it would. I don't know how to get my thoughts across on this, this big picture. 
but it's all tied around health. I really think that's the key. And, and here's a big reason why. We just talked about what, what's happened in our world. As, and, you know, to me, lost a 15-year contract over this cancel culture bullshit. I spent two years dealing with some sort of a group that wanted to destroy me, and I didn't even know who they were. And they succeeded. That's the really sad part. They succeeded. They got me suspended for a week. The first time they got my contract canceled, we lost two big sponsors. Uh, You know, we're fine. I'm actually happy now. I I like where we are, but I still have to think that that sucked. How did that even happen? Why did that even happen? What the hell was I doing that was so wrong that I should have had to deal with all that? Yeah, I agree. So we, we do all this Very, work now. We're, we're a year and a half into spending lots and lots of money and, and losing lots of revenue. And we're, I, 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 we really need to get that revenue back, but I don't want to change a lot of stuff and, and keep inconveniencing our listeners and our customers and our clients. I, I want to get a good program ready and then launch it. And we need to get some revenue going. So we're dealing with all of that. You know, we're not on um, sites like YouTube. For the most part, we're not because we know we could easily get deleted off that in a heartbeat. We're not really on Facebook or Instagram much because of the same reason. We're primarily focused on Twitter because we feel a little safer there. Um, We're worried about being canceled on on you know software platforms or trying not to use them uh, and now you know i'm looking at the banking system and i have to be worried i i just i i don't yeah. even know you know and and that takes our focus away from what we should be doing is trying to help people figure all this out and and you can't help but think this is intentional why was Dr. Mercola targeted like this? Why? There's just so many things you have to keep asking why. And there are just no answers for the big picture. So here's another topic I had all tied up in this. Um, When I look at my generation, the baby boomers, and I, I was the very end of the baby boomers last couple of years, we were the first generation to be affected by a lot of these things we're talking about today. Um, A lot of people don't realize this, but the baby boomers, the 60-year-olds like myself now, we were the first video game players. You know, they think, oh, if you're a baby boomer, if you're retiring now, you don't get technology. Hell, we invented this technology. What are you talking about? This is our technology. We were playing video games when we were kids. A lot of people don't think that, but we were. Pong came out when I was like 13 or 14. And after that, it was nothing but nonstop technology and video games. We were also the first generation that the government started telling us how to eat. When the government got into the nutritional business, I was a child. We were the first group that the government started telling us how to eat. And isn't that when our health really started to deteriorate? For sure. Now, I could say we've had grains for 10,000 years, and yes, that started to affect our health. There's no doubt about it. Um, We had, you know, chemical farming after World War II, which started to affect our health, no doubt about it. But 
ultimately the biggest problem was the government got involved in food and nutrition. They should have stayed out of it. They didn't. So you look at the baby boomers now and we're, we're unhealthy. We're one of the first groups to actually have our um, lifespan get shorter, right? Yeah. So. And the quality of life. Yes. Yeah. Worse than the lifespan is the health span. The, the, the number yeah. of years we live without health issues. And if you, that's kind of what I'm getting to as well. If you look at the baby boomers, we, for the most part, we didn't start to see the major health problems till our forties and fifties, right? Start to see more heart attacks in that age. Uh, people start being diagnosed as diabetic. Uh, once you're diabetic, then some of the other things start to show up. Um, we do start to see baby boomers with, you know, more autoimmune conditions, but the baby boomers tended to get this stuff later in life, right? Mm -hmm. Every yeah. generation after the baby boomers is more and more unhealthy. And I, I don't know, I, I can't even imagine what's going on. And, and Lauren, excuse me, I hate to say this right now, but we have to talk about this. I am terrified for the babies being born right now. I know. As am I. The, I, I am, As am I. I am shocked. So let's talk about the vaccine. I never, ever considered myself an anti-vaxxer, ever. I, I never once mm -hmm. said my kids aren't going to get vaccinated. But what I didn't realize was how out of control that vaccine schedule has become. I know. What a really opened your eyes. Toxic thing. overload of pure garbage we are injecting into infants over and over and over. Many of them don't even make sense. We're giving them vaccines for things that could not possibly hurt them at their age. Why don't we at least wait? Yep. <laughs> it's all about the money. It yes. all comes back to that. I hate saying that. So. Yes. And, oh. and now I am, I am a full-blown, hardcore anti-vaxxer. No, you are not injecting any vaccine into me anymore. I'm not doing it. You've lied to us way too much about this. I don't trust anything you say. Do we really need the polio vaccine? I'm not convinced anymore that we do. Mm -hmm. Or whatever else, whatever other vaccine they, they claim saved humanity. I don't believe it did save humanity, and I don't believe healthy people need them. Have you watched Candace Owens' uh, series yet, A Shot in the Dark? I haven't watched that one yet, no. She's redoing it now on The Daily Wire, and it's incredible. It really, really makes you think. How, and she does such a good job articulating everything, and it, it, she does a great job on that. If you have a baby born right now and you follow all the recommendations of our medical system, that child has zero chance of living a healthy life. You know, the autoimmune situations that are going on now with young children, I mean, they don't really have a chance. Their bodies are so weak. 
Their immune systems are so overworked. I can't possibly detoxify all the things that they're exposed to. And it's not just the vaccines. Don't get me wrong. Right. But not at all. It's wild. It's the food supply. It's the fact that because they have such a weakened immune system, they are wide open for infections. And what do doctors do as soon as somebody has an infection of any kind? What do they do? It's antibiotics. Yep. Antibiotics. And we know what that does to somebody's health. These children do not have a snowball's chance in hell of living a healthy life unless they are exposed to the stuff we talk about. And I don't mean just us. I mean, the functional health world. If you don't get exposed to this and and really work to get out of that sick care system and follow the guidelines and, and the things we talk about, those children have no chance. I can't imagine how bad their health is going to be by their 20s even. Mm-hmm. I know. I was just uh, talking with a friend who son has been on antibiotics since he was born because of a kidney issue and he's he's over one now and I just recommended you know she just reached out to me she's like I don't know what to do um he just had another surgery and and I I mentioned uh, Dr. Davis's you know book and the B Infantis um you know probiotic that you can buy and make your own yogurt and I think she's going to go ahead and do that but I just can't imagine. I cannot imagine being in a situation where a tiny infant is given antibiotic for over a year. And then I have another friend of mine whose son has had all these issues with his health and kind of like learning, you know, disabilities. And she finally found a functional doctor that she's been working with. And she said, you know, all the questions that I was asked, I didn't realize that when I had gotten really sick towards the end of my pregnancy and I had taken all these antibiotics, how bad that was going to affect my, ch- you know, my unborn child. Right. And she really believed that it had a huge impact, as do I. Uh, it's so, impossible for it not to have a huge impact. Agreed. <sighs> agreed. I, so, I, you know, I... I all we can do is what we've always done, try to reach one person at a time. Or, or maybe we reach 10 or, you know, whatever. Maybe we reach a couple more. I have an idea for parents right now. Um, even if you as a parent have not changed the way you eat. Lauren, you, you've worked with some children, right? Yeah. I've worked with several. We have some pretty big success stories. It's horrendous what these kids are going through today. Here's my recommendation for parents. I want them to change one thing for a week or two, 10 or 10 to 14 days. Give it 14 days if you can. Whatever your child is eating for breakfast, or even if they're not eating breakfast. Uh, if they're eating breakfast, my guess is it's something ultra processed, right? Cereal. I mean, even oatmeal. I, you know, people treat oatmeal like it's some super health food. It's garbage. Don't feed your kids oatmeal for breakfast, please. Um, but that, that's, they're probably eating something like that, probably something far worse, Pop-Tarts or, you know, cereal with horrible dairy on it and bagels and whatever else they're eating for breakfast. Uh, or they're not eating any breakfast, which isn't bad, except I want you to change that. I, I do want the child to eat breakfast. Here's what I want you to feed your kid for the next 14 days. Really, I try this. 
just just try it, no matter how much you might completely disagree with this, where you're, you, you don't think food is important or you haven't changed your diet or whatever. It's your children. Give them a chance. Try this once. For 14 days, feed them meat and eggs for breakfast. Nothing else. They don't need toast to go along with this. They don't need orange juice. In fact, I'm going to make a really outrageous uh, recommendation here. If your child is in high school, I want you to do, I don't care if these are kindergarten or seniors in high school. I want you to do this. One change, if they're in high school, I want you to add uh, about eight to 10 ounces of half caffeinated coffee. Can you believe I'm making that recommendation? (laughs) All right. I want to hear, I want to more in depth. Yeah. Well, first off, the food is the most important part here. Drop all the sugar, carb, bomb breakfast that most kids are eating, highly processed with all kinds of artificial ingredients and colors and glyphosate and all the worst parts of our diet in our food supply is what they're eating for breakfast every day. And then you wonder why we we say more than half the kids in school these days either have autism or ADHD, right? Mm-hmm. We can fix this so easy. Feed them real food, meat and eggs for the next 10 to 14 days and watch what starts to change with them. For the high school kids, give them a little bit of caffeine, eight to 10 ounces with a half calf level and watch the brain fog disappear. Watch these kids actually start thinking again. The problem after that is the system isn't designed for people who think, but we got to start somewhere. We're not going to change the system. Even if as a parent, if you're not willing to make the change in your own diet, give your kids a chance. Try this and watch what happens. Yeah. How many people do you think will do it? Not very many. I know. It's sad. (laughs) Unfortunately. I I wish we would have hundreds of parents who are listening right now do this. And by the way, if you haven't changed your diet yet, why don't you try this? Don't change your whole diet. Just change breakfast. Watch what happens. Watch what happens when you get up and you eat real meat and eggs and have a little bit of caffeine Throw some butter and coconut oil in your coffee if you want. Just just change breakfast right now. Do whatever the hell you want the rest of the day. Eat whatever you want. Change breakfast. And and I'm still confident you're going to see a difference. Yeah. I agree. Should we go to phone calls? I, I failed again at, at getting my, my thoughts across on the big picture. I, I don't know how to do it. <laughs> We had a good conversation about it a few weeks ago on uh, on Twitter, and I feel like I don't think you did a poor job at it. It's it's a hard thing to articulate. <laughs> a lot of moving parts. It is, you know. I know, and I like I said, I'm frustrated. It, it's usually I'm good at this kind of stuff. This is what I do. I take big, complicated issues and I understand them, and then I break them down and help other people understand them. And I'm failing at this one. Well, I don't think I don't think you're failing at it. I think you're doing a pretty good job. I got the gist of it, that's for sure. <sighs> yeah, so I, I'm going to change gears here. I'm looking at my text messages from the team, and all I see is bone broth, bone broth, bone broth. <laughs> what the hell is that all about? <laughs> yeah. 
Am I missing something? We want to something? talk about bone broth. We want to talk about we want to talk about Lana Life. There's a there is a promotion going on. Let me look real quick. So yes, we are supposed to be talking about and the importance of bone broth and how amazing it is for the body and the promotion that's going on with Lana Life. And let me look. You know, maybe that's part of my problem. I just What's was that? well. I don't drink bone broth much in the summertime. Just doesn't. I mean, it doesn't occur mm. to me as much. You know, wintertime. Oh man, I can't wait to have my afternoon cup of bone broth in the wintertime. I so look forward to that. In the summertime, though, with the heat, I guess I don't think about it as much. So I haven't been drinking bone broth, and and um, my health results haven't been as good this summer. I've been struggling with several things. Um, maybe I just need to to get back into that habit, even in the summertime. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned that you eat rice every so often. Do you use bone broth to make your yes. rice? Or Yeah. So I the, do. I yeah. Both Lisa and I cook a lot of dishes with bone broth. That That is true. That helps. But we used to, we do that all year too. And I drink a cup of bone broth every day in the wintertime. Yeah. I need to get back into that in habit. Winter, yeah. yeah. It is warming, but if you want it in the summer, you can add certain things to it to make it a little brighter. For instance, I love to add a little bit of dill to Ooh. mine with some fresh lemon juice. So, you know, there are ways to kind of lighten it up and make it a little zesty for the heat. I like that idea. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I like that idea. I'm going to start Dill, today. what else is a good herb that kind of... Yeah. And there, there are other herbs, too. Um Cilantro could what, be good in it as well. Instead of lemon and like, dill, what about a little lime and cilantro? There you go. That <laughs> might be that. interesting. Those are good. Those, are, those go really well together. Well, we we actually have a twenty percent off sale for Lana Life at the moment, from July twenty fifth to uh, through the thirty first. So if anyone is interested in trying these different variations, they can get 20% off um, at the store right now. Yeah, we do have variations. We have the different flavors. We have the different levels of fat in the the keto has more fat in it. So we have lots of options for everybody. Try them all out. See which one's your favorite. Um, you, You know which one is a little odd for me? I really like it a lot. But it's right on the edge for me with the um, turmeric. So turmeric for me is, I'm a little weird about turmeric. I can handle a little bit of it. But if there's too much turmeric, it Mm -hmm. it really does turn me off. The Thai uh, bone broth, it's right there on the edge. There are days where I really just like that when I crave it. And then there are other days where sometimes I think, no, you know what? I'm just going to go back to the beef today. Sometimes that turmeric is just a little yeah. too much for me. <laughs> I could understand that. I, I'm very picky about turmeric as well. It, it's a very distinct flavor. It is. And it's, it's noticeable when you add it to something. So it's, it's, you kind of have to be in the mood for that. It's very noticeable. It, it's the major component in uh, Indian curries. And I can't eat, I really can't eat Indian curries because of it. I can mm-hmm. smell them from half a room away when there's turmeric in there. And it's the turmeric that I pick out every time. Well, I mean, if you eat it too, you kind of like smell like it. Like you, you sweat the yes, turmeric. Yes, you do. It's like garlic, you know, too much garlic. Uh-oh. And you, you yeah. know, 
walk around sweating it out too. We should probably get to some phone calls. I, I don't think there's much more I can say about the big picture that's going to help anybody understand this any better. I'll keep working on it. Um, ultimately, my we message, yeah, my, my reason for this is to is to get across to people. There's a lot of really scary shit happening in our world. I don't know how else to say it. Uh, and mm-hmm. the only thing I feel like I really have control over anymore is my own health. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and and it's important. Oh. So I, I'm really, really encouraging everybody. If you've been putting off making this change, and it, how many people are listening to us right now that have not made this change? Unfortunately, too many. A lot. I'm positive. Make this change. Yeah. Do it. There could. I, I can't think of a more important time. Um, so much is out of our control. You need to take advantage. I, I even feel like right now my money is out of my control and I hate that, but I feel that way because I don't, I don't have any answers for people. I don't have any answers for myself on, I, I, I am uncomfortable with my, my money situation right now. And I don't like that. I've worked my whole life to get that under control. And just about the time I finally felt like I was getting there, the world changes. I don't even feel like I really have as much control over my money as I would like right now, Um, especially when you hear about banks doing what they're doing really terrifies me. But the the one thing that that they can't control right now is my health. I still have 100 percent control over that. Exactly. So. one of the things I've been working on, and again, it's a big picture. I've, I've got a lot of work done on it, but I can't quite get my head around how to finish it. Um, I, I want to create the master plan for health it, and then put it in a system that's easy to assimilate into your day. So when I talk about the master plan for health, obviously diet is a big part. So we've done a lot on diet. We've made it easy for people. I'm sure there's still some things we can improve. Um, we've, we've talked about stress. I'm very, very happy where I am on the stress protocol, except I'm not happy on how I communicate it to people the right way. Um, and then I think about the, the issue of detoxing our environment. And we know, we know a lot about that. How do I put that into a system that it makes it easy for people to do it? Uh, we talk about personal care products and, and oral health, and we have lots and lots of really good answers. I am totally convinced we can help people become outrageously healthy, healthier than we even understand right now. I'm very optimistic about what we could do with an individual. I'm struggling with how do I get that information out in a way that it's easy to absorb all of it and then we all start living that lifestyle even more. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. I I I I feel like I'm right there. I'm really close. I I just I got to figure out how to wrap this all up and say, look, with everything we know about all of these issues, stress and uh, detox and diet and all of, how do I how do I create a daily program, routine, whatever it is that makes it easy to start living this way. 
Yeah. That's, <laughs> it's hard. It's, I, it, it, it would take a while. It's, it's, it has to be very detailed and there's a lot that has to go into it. So, so that's not going to happen overnight. <laughs> I, I keep coming back to that, that concept and the phrase that any idiot can complicate things. It takes a real genius. I don't like that word, but it takes somebody, it takes real intelligence and a lot of work to simplify things. And that's what I'm dealing with here. I'm dealing with probably the most complicated issue I've ever faced or thought about in my life when I look at all of this information. And so how do I simplify it? That's, that's my struggle. I haven't figured it out yet, but I'm so close. And now I, I'm spending all this time on it, but I'm just, I need a breakthrough somewhere. I don't know what that's going to be. Yeah, it's a tough one. I was doing a program years ago, putting that together, like very, very similarly, putting it together. And I have a bunch of it written up and I haven't looked at that in years. Oh my goodness. And maybe we'll get together. At some and, point. Yeah. That <laughs> they'll look at yours yeah. and see if it, it helps any. And, you know, each individual thing is fairly simple. We know how to simplify diet. I, I've, I think I've, I'm getting closer and closer to simplifying stress. Um, detox is an issue. Ah, there's so much. And that's when it starts to get complicated. Like, I, I, do you really want to tell people all of this up front and overwhelm them? I don't know if I do, but it's also hard to keep somebody engaged over a long period of time so that they get all of this. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I got to keep working on it. Let's uh, let's go to some phone calls because we're not going to solve it today. Let's go to Ohio. Tony, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin, how y'all doing today? Good. What's on your mind? Great. Ha- haven't talked haven't talked to Lauren yet. I know you guys have. Uh, well, she's been with you guys a while, uh, but I'm going to redo my Nutri Q. Uh, I'm. I don't know if you remember, but I'm Bella's dad. Oh, uh, yes. Had the seizures. I met you at CMC. So, unfortunately, she's, she just turned 13, and a couple of years ago, she decided that she was going to sneak and do what she wanted to do, and the seizures come back. Oh, boy. Uh, for myself, I stopped keto about three years ago, and uh, hadn't gained really gained any weight back. Good. Uh, maybe Good. ten or twenty pounds, but it's always go come. It's, it it'll go on and come off. Okay. Right now, I'm at uh, roughly two thirty, which is my military weight. Uh, but I did notice two weeks ago my acid reflux come back. I did do the protocol when you first come out with that. Okay. And it worked like a charm. Uh, I started back Sunday doing the bulletproof coffee. The thing happens with bulletproof coffee is I don't get hungry for eight hours or so. So when I'm working, that's pretty much my entire shift. Right. right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have some questions around that because you're talking about bone broth and some of this other stuff. But I've noticed over the last day or so, just since Sunday, going back on bulletproof coffee, that. The reflux seems to be going away. Oh, I did. Well, I was taking Tums because I noticed that I would try to fight through it. And the more I tried to fight through it, I would throw up. And I was like, no, it's just, I'll, I'll just I'm just so, going to take a couple of Tums. And, 
So, Tony, I, I want to make a point here. Um, congratulations, by the way, on on getting back into this. Um, it's not always easy. And I, the point I want to make here it, it, for the people, the non-believers, not only, you know, I talk all the time. You could argue, you know, studies and research and stuff till you're blue in the face. It doesn't prove anything anymore. The only thing I really believe in are results. I, I don't care how many research papers there are. I, I, I believe in results. And and what you and your right. family experienced, you've experienced both sides of this now, and this is important. When when your family changed the way you ate, the results were pretty incredible, right? We talked about it quite a bit. Right, and the only reason hey. I even... I even listened to you on keto to begin with was because of my daughter's seizures, and she went from having them every day to having them almost what two or three times a year right so you i mean it, it were it had to work its way down but it, right oh well, i right. saw it firsthand you saw incredible results now it, you could have said well maybe it was something else maybe she grew out of it okay there was an awful lot of evidence there that it was really working well for your entire family you backed off it's human nature we've all been there you've got the second round of proof now right because everything that yes. went away and improved is now coming back again. I actually think it's good. Oh, and for the joint people. pain. Yep. I think it's good for people to the go through this. The joint pain came back three years ago. When I came off keto three years ago, I noticed the joint pain within yeah. two weeks. Yep. And, 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 and the, I'm just hard, I'm hard headed here, that way. Here's the good news out of this. You did enough to improve your metabolism the first round that it took three years for some of this stuff to come back. You didn't gain weight. Right. When and you I, was stopped on, I was on PPIs for 20 some years. Right. You didn't gain weight when you went back to eating this a little bit, but that, I don't worry about 10 or 20 pounds. We can lose those in a couple of weeks well, if we put our mind to it. So right. what, what we know exactly. is the time that you were eating properly improved your health and your metabolism enough to buy you a couple of years symptom-free again. That's how powerful this stuff is. And now it's back. And right. you're, you're doing the right thing. You're going back to what you know works. And I wasn't sure if, if it was a fluke as far as the acid reflux looking like it was going away again or if I was going to need to do you, the protocol again you may you may need to do the protocol again it may be worth it to do the protocol again i don't know the NutriQ will help if you do the one-on-one -on -one with lauren we'll figure all this out uh the good news is all the stuff you're okay. dealing with is going to be easy you know how to do it you know what to do we'll help you out we'll go through this again that's what we do the the one i'm more concerned about and there's not a lot we can do bella. I, i'm more concerned about bella She's at that age, and, and you would expect this. And we can hope that she remembers what it was like to have relief from this and that it's enough. Yeah, she um, still talks about you. She never I, met you, but I, well, she would hear I, us talking on the, TV, on the radio. I hope there's some way we can, her and I can meet at some point. I, I hope maybe I you know could have uh, an influence on her Looking again. at making a trip out to Oregon. I, it, Maybe it, do some kind of road trip. My mother-in-law passed away uh, June 27th, uh, uh, and that was why we that. never really went anywhere because my yeah, thank you. If, if, my wife was always having to take care of her, 
so we hadn't been on vacation in 15 years, and we're going to start taking a few road trips. Excellent. So if you manage to get anywhere to where near up here, I will make the effort to come and meet your family and Bella. All right. So well, I, I'm definitely it's definitely in the plans. Yeah, teenagers are tough, really tough. You know, they're they're we we have to handle them with kid gloves. We can't push too hard. We can push them away. They're at that point in life. We have to you know really play this by ear. Um, try to be a good example. You getting back on this is a really good thing. If you don't go back to this, she never will. I can almost promise you that. You have, oh, yeah. you have got to be the leader in the family here. And, and you, it, it, but without pushing, you've just got to be a good example and, and talk about right. how good you feel without making it sound like you're pushing her. And, and I have a feeling that, that we can easily save her. She might go through a couple of rough years here, but I, I, I think there's a lot of hope here to get her back on track. Well, even though uh, she... Well, she got caught stealing candy. That's how bad it was. We wouldn't let her have anything but sugar-free. Right. And at school, she would find it on the ground. She'd find it in a, on a kid's desk. Yeah. And she was taking it. And I'm like, it, it, ain't, it, it, it is worth it to us, but evidently it's not to her. But even still, she, she still had, she's having more seizures than she did when she was on keto. But right. she's not, still not near as bad. It's sort of like with my results. Right. I'm right. seeing things come back, but near, not near to the extent that it was initially. Right. Which, which I, you know, I think is, is good for all of us to see that. We've all been through it. I fell off the wagon and my joint pain came back and I had to go work with a functional medicine doctor. And, and I know all this stuff. I, I still had that happen. Uh, kids and teenagers, it, it, it's tough. You know, she's going through all the hormonal changes right now. There's peer pressure. There's a right. lot going on for her right now. All right. I'm going to shift gears on you for a minute. Uh, what you said about the chiropractor, I totally agree. Uh, when I was running Canada, I don't know if you remember, I used to call you all the time when I was running out of Memphis to Canada, running sodium cyanide. I found I was able to find two chiropractors up there. I had one down uh, in North Carolina, and I, the, this last one I found, it took me four, but I finally found one. I mean, he it's hands-on. He's got his hands on you. Right, right. And he is, I mean, as far as chiropractic care, I went in there one day. I, I got stuck away, three days away from the house because I, I was with Landstar, and I had uh, three loads back-to-back. And I walked in there. I was walking at a 90-degree angle. And when he got done with me, I walked straight out of there, and and then I went back the next two days, and and I was I was good for like two months. Yeah, I so, I love good chiropractors. Yeah, he's, and he's he. I think he works out. He works. Looks like he works out a lot, and I think I think I think some of that has something to do with. But he's the only chiropractor that ever actually hands on. The rest of them wanted to put you on machines or tens unit stuff like that. Uh, now you were talking about cilantro and lime, or where you, where, where you Lauren was. Are you talking about putting that in the bone broth? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I love I love cilantro. So yeah, give it a, a shot. A good good one for me, and I and I love that tie. I love the tie better. I don't know what you've got since CMC, but 
you had beef, chicken, and Thai, and the, the Thai was by far my favorite. The Thai, well, I think. Had, uh, I, I think I, that might be the first one. I oh, would I might try. be getting. I might be getting it mixed up. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I would try the Thai with lemon or lime and cilantro first. Those are those flavors would really go well together. Oh yeah, I mean I love the Thai by itself, so I can only imagine how the the cilantro enhances it. Yeah. But uh, Lauren, I look forward to working with you. Uh, I'm basically hard. getting serious about some stuff, uh, and I'll talk to you uh, next week about. Uh, my dealings with Landstar, Kevin, because this is a health show. Okay, we can do that. Um, so, thanks so much it's for the, sort of the same thing. It's when I don't listen to you. When I don't listen to you, I, I screw myself. <laughs> you know what, though? But, uh, it, it's, but I, I still, I, I mean, I still love Landstar, but I just had, I had to go back to company driver for a while. Well, after my wife's uh, mom died, she hey, just hey. told me, hey, I need you home. Absolutely. And I, I completely respect that. That's a good choice. Um, and, and, you know, you can clearly see that you've always put family first. I mean, this is this is how uh, why you did this yeah. for your, your daughter, for Bella. And, you know, the whole family benefited from that. And again, you're stepping up again and, and being the leader of the family. That's what we're supposed to do as men. I, I know we're not supposed to be sexist right. like that, but I, I, I'm sorry. Men and women are different for a reason, oh. and and men are more. Well, I mean that's the way leaders. we were raised. Right. Well, I mean we were raised that way. I mean I'm you're just a little older than me, but I'm I turned 51 this year, and that, that's just the way we were raised. The men were the providers. Yes, and and, and we are the protectors and the providers. That's our role. Mothers are nurturers. Right. Both roles are completely important. We need them both for a good, healthy society. But and I, I, I'm, I'm more, I couldn't be a nurturer. No, I can't either. I, I can't. I mean, people think I can because I help people with the help. But listen to the way I talk to people. I, I'm not much of a nur- nurturer. Um, I, I just, right. I'm not. I just want to get to the point and fix things. I'm a fixer, not a nurturer. Um, I, I'm not going to hold your right. hand and make, make you feel better. I'm going to whack you upside the head and tell you what you need to hear. Mm-hmm. And both of those things are important. I, I am more disappointed in the males in our society right now. I think the, it's the men who are failing more than anything. And when I see men like yourself stepping up and saying, no, I'm going to do the hard work, not just for myself, but for my family. We need more of that. Well, I just wanted you to know I appreciate you, and I appreciate y'all's time today. All right. We'll look forward to uh, to working with you on this again. Um, great lessons here. I love those kind All of calls. Right. Let's go to Michigan. Sarah, welcome to the program. Hey, um, I just wanted to comment on something you were talking about at the beginning of the show, the chiropractic. Um, at first, when we were out on the road, I thought it was going to be nearly impossible to see a chiropractor, especially when you, you sit wrong too long or you sleep wrong too long and you got this horrible crick that you just got to get rid of. You call around wherever you're at and they're like, oh, we don't have, you know, nobody has any openings for weeks or they don't take new customers, right. especially during COVID. So it was very frustrating. But then I found a place called the Joint Chiropractic. Not only... um is it a nationwide chain, but 
because of that, you don't have to fill out a whole ream of new paperwork every time you want to go to the chiropractor. Yeah, that's nice. They give you a little key card or, or you can just check in with your phone number and it's a walk-in basis. You find, you find a location, you can just walk in, check in. There's usually only a handful of people there, if any. You go back, the chiropractor brings up your file, get, they talk to you a little bit, give you an adjustment, and in and out. You don't have to, uh, have to wait. And the, they also have um, payment plans, not payment plans, but um, package deals. The more sessions you pay, the cheaper they are. Like if you get a pack of 10, I think they're 10 or 20. I think it's around 50 dollars a session but don't quote me on that but the the more sessions you get purchased at a time um, the cheaper they are and at my base where i started in palm bay they don't ever expire some places like when i started one in boise for vic they expire after a year so he like didn't go as much and lost some but uh, the joint chiropractic chiropractic is a real great um, they got a real great system. And every time I go to a new one, I talk to the chiropractor. I go, Hey, you guys should have more locations by truck stops or in truck stops. Um, and some of them are like, yeah, I, you know, they think that's a real great idea and they'll tell the people at the top, but I will post a link to that on healthy tribe. And I hope to help some people because I've found a great relief with that company. Excellent. I like that. That's exactly what we were looking for. Uh, I'm also going to run it by uh, Dr. Wilson because he's looking for a, a way. It, like I said, he was the one that brought it up. He he just, uh, we talked, because it was his podcast, obviously we talked about what he wanted to talk about. And you know what we talked about the entire podcast? Hmm. Truck drivers. That's awesome. That's what the yeah, podcast Yeah, I did send you about. a link to, that's awesome. Um, I, I did send you a link to that company in your text message. And like I said, I will also share it on Healthy Tribe. Excellent. Thank you. Great information. Yep. Right. All right. Let's keep moving because the calls are piling up on us here. Let's go to Ohio. Herschel, welcome. Have it. Good morning. I, I think I can help you with, I think I can help you figure out how to put all this together for the health stuff. Okay. You have to Kevinize it. So, Joel Murrow, I love Joel Murrow. He's awesome. That guy is so technical that sometimes my eyes roll in the back of my head trying to figure out what he's talking about. But then you go and say the same thing, basically, but in Kevin's way. And it's like, light bulb goes off. Now I get it. And and both are important. I need that kind oh, of... Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I need that kind of detail and understanding from Joel. If we're talking about fuel mileage and engine architecture, and um, I need that type of detail from him so that I can make sure I do understand what I'm talking about. And then I can, I'll use your word, Kevinize it or make it simple. Um, it, which is what I do. I kind of consider that my superpower. I mean, I've built my whole company around that model. And, and that's probably why I'm so frustrated with this topic. I'm trying to do this with it and I just can't. And I, I, I really, I've been trying this for about two years now on and off. 
Well, maybe pretend you're describing it to Diesel, and if you figure Diesel gets it, we will too. That won't work. Diesel's smarter than all of us. <laughs> well, that's probably true. <laughs> if Diesel could talk, Diesel could probably help me figure this one out and explain it better. That dog is so intelligent, it scares me sometimes. Um, did Angie send you that PSA result? Uh, let me see. Pretty sure she probably did. She said she was. I've gotten so many messages and I've had everybody on hold. Oh, there it is. I got to go way, way back. All right. Um, so, uh, do you know how I feel about PSA? I know the basis of how you feel about PSA, but when the people that did the testing got a hold of me and they started talking about this PSA, that girl was emphatic about me going to a urologist for a prostate check. And I said, can you tell me why? And then she went on and she said, you know, you paid for this big, expensive, detailed testing. This is what it's for to look at this and look at that. And I told her, and I really did. I said, I was with a functional medicine doctor for a while and he actually talked to me about PSA and he told me that PSA really isn't a good measure of anything. It's exactly. not that great of a test and don't mess with it if you don't feel anything. And then boy, she really went off on a little bit of a rant then and almost, I think she kind of got offended a little bit. So I, I don't know. So I'm calling to see what, see what you say. Let you tell the me. The, the best way I can answer questions like this, in fact, the only honest way I can answer questions like this, I, I, I can't, I mean, I could point to all kinds of statistics about how horrible PSA is as a marker. And, and obviously, I'm not the only one that thinks that. You've already experienced a doctor who feels the same way about PSA. So the core issue here is, do we believe in PSA as a good marker or not? And if we don't, I don't care how much money you paid for this. Her, her answer almost proves my point. This test was designed for one thing, to get you to the next test. Right, right. And I, I told her, I said, well, first of all, isn't a urologist a pecker doctor? You're on the other end. And she kind of laughed. She, well, no, he does. Other, just does other stuff. I said, right. oh, okay. Yeah, I, I'll, and I'll agree with you. So I said, well. I, let, hold on. Here's part of the problem. She's trying to get you off track. There's only one thing we should be focused on here. Do we believe PSA is a good marker or not? Forget all the other stuff. Right. And I don't believe it's a good marker. I think the evidence is there to show it's not a good marker. And if I take these results to a urologist, as far as I can tell, the next step is going to be a biopsy. And that's where I opt out. You're not doing it on me. You're not sticking 12 needles on me, hoping you find something, knowing even if I had it, you could miss it with this process. It really is like shooting fish in a barrel. Yes, except that the, they're shooting at your balls. I'm sorry that you're not messing with that. Not, yes. not with this track record, you're not. And 
I have all, and maybe I am wrong, but I could swear, and I may have heard it from you also, but I, I swear I've always heard that it's like 80 or 90% of men will pass with prostate it, cancer, you heard but it, not of prostate you, cancer. You heard it from me. And if if you go to the age of like 70, if I remember, it might have even have been 75. Um, I the number gets much closer to 100 percent, not 80, not 90. It's much closer to 100 percent of autopsies they do on people over 70. The males almost always have have prostate cancer, but they didn't die from it. Wasn't even an issue. They had zero symptoms. When we do get cancerous cells in our prostate, for some reason, they seem to be one of two. They either grow so fast it will kill you no matter what you do, or they grow so slow it will never be a problem. Okay, so now I'm going to Kevin you. Why is it that everybody has this prostate problem? Why is that? The standard American diet. The, The answer is easy. It's the standard American diet. Okay, so if and, that's and the standard American that's lifestyle, where we're working, I will say that this this mm-hmm. has a mechanical component to it, and we don't. You've heard me describe what kegels are, right? I have, but I forget that one. You sh- well, you shouldn't forget them because you should be doing them every day. That will fix this problem probably on. Oh yeah, that's when you flex your taint. Yes. Yes, when you flex your taint. That's your a good way rest. to describe it. Your chin rest. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening I, to this thing the other day. That was I, hilarious. I can't believe Taylor said that. That was absolutely hilarious. Yeah, it was. We don't get down in the south. We don't oh call that God. a taint. We call it a chin rest. I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Oh, man. Yeah, it's a good thing we can't be canceled anymore. Oh, God. But isn't it much more fun if you're talking about something that's totally ridiculous and you want to say shit because it applies, you can. Yes. And nobody can get offended. Exactly. I mean, get over it. Yeah, exactly. Get over it. Yes, yes. So my advice, I've got a couple things for you. Um, are you aware that we have arranged with Dr. Wolfson to come on the show and do a consult with you? Uh, Angie told me that when I called this morning, I did not know that he accepted, but I do now. Yep. Yep. We've got that set up. I think that's going to be awesome. I think we can have a lot of fun with that uh, and learn a lot. So we'll, yes, we'll get Dr. Wolfson's advice right. on this from a, from a, you know, Real doctor, an MD, somebody who's been through medical school, somebody who understands this way better than I do. Uh, we'll get his opinion on this. My opinion is this is not a test I would ever take. I don't want to know my PSA number. I could care less. If it's part of some other big test like this, uh, I'll look at it. I will do nothing to act on that number. Yeah, I didn't even realize that that was part of this testing because as you've seen when you looked at the results, it's a bunch of stuff. I didn't even realize that one was in there, but anyway. Yes, it is. Um, it's not a good marker. I would not worry about this. Prostate cancer for males eating, eating a good diet, I think, is is a really, really minor thing to worry about. 
I think once you've made the effort to clean up your diet, that this is not an issue I'm going to spend a whole lot of time worrying about. And I will tell you, all of the symptoms that people get around this, kegels fix them all. They really do. You know how you talk about the doctors, some of them, although they're good intentioned, they overreach their boundaries, if you will. Yes. Years ago, when I was about 30 years old, and I was, I wasn't a lard ass then. I was skinny, like I was supposed to be. This doctor at a DOT physical actually wanted to do a prostate check. And I said, well, I'm only 30. Well, you got to do it or won't pass you. Well, what the hell do you do then? I should have left if I know now what I know then. You know what I mean? But yeah, he actually said, I, I got to do it or you know, I can't pass. Well, okay. I know. That wasn't fun. I, I, exactly. Um, like I said, our... our Every time I hear something like this, our our whole system is so broken. I, I and that this is the idea, the big picture. I'm trying to get my head around and help other people with. Our our system is so broken. Here's another example. I I, I was watching another drug commercial the other day. The drug commercials are just totally out of control. I am shocked. How many? Oh my new, god. How many new drugs can they keep coming up with? And they spend an awful lot of money advertising them. But I got thinking about the whole mental health drug. Lauren, have you ever come across anybody that these mental health medications actually helped? Uh, not, not in the long run, no. Right. Nope. Sometimes in the beginning, they feel like they get some symptom relief. But over time, all those symptoms yeah. come back and things tend to get worse. But here's really what I'm seeing. There's what? a very clear pattern here in mental health drugs, anxiety, depression. They, they give you the first drug, whatever it might be, usually an SSRI. Mm -hmm. And at some point, the topic comes back up again because it's not working very well. All the anxiety's back, the depression's back. They can't quit these drugs because they tell you, do not quit this. You can't. And, and when you try, it's really, really difficult. So you don't want to start these things. If you started them, you do want to quit them. I don't care how hard it is. So that drug will stop working. Almost always does. Then what they do is they add another drug. They've got several of them now that they can add. Oh, if your antidepressant isn't working... It's not like you quit the antidepressant and tried. No, we have to add a drug now. So we add a drug to the antidepressant or the anti-anxiety. That's when the real problems occur. There now seems to be a pretty clear pattern. Once you're on multiple drugs for this, you're very likely to develop tardive dyskinesia, a whole new disease syndrome, whatever you want to call it, that was completely caused by the two medications you're now taking for mental health. The drug for tardive dyskinesia is going to cause a problem and they'll put you on a fourth. This is so out of control. None of these drugs are doing anybody any good. None of these drugs have ever been tested together, not any two of them, much less four of them. And this is just mm -hmm. a long downhill slide into the medical system and you will never be healthy. Have you seen the one for Jardians? Oh, with the, the musical? That one makes me insane. Yes! That one makes me insane. That girl dancing around 
God love her. She's probably an awesome person, but she's got to be 375. She's singing about Jardians and the magic pill. All they left out was holding a donut in the song. She, she's a wonderful That's singer. All they left out. She's got oh, a, yeah. She's got a beautiful voice. Um, I, she looks like she probably has some acting skills. I'm sorry, though, that is not a healthy human being, and nobody should be taking any kind of health or medical advice from somebody like that. No, but, but, how do you have... But isn't that commercial so upbeat and happy? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Jardians, the little pill with the big story to tell. I mean, it's such a, it's so well scripted and choreographed and, and it's total bullshit. God, this is awful. You mentioned LeBron James' son. LeBron James' son had the cardiac arrest playing basketball at practice. He's 18 years old. So when I was watching the television news and they were telling about it, they never mentioned whether or not he had the bid shot. Well, you won't bet he did. And more than one. Yeah. Yeah. What do you it, want it, 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 kids never had this happen before, ever. And now it is so no. common. <clears throat> the statistics around the vaccine are so awful, so bad, and yet it doesn't seem to matter. Well, Kevin, I'll leave you alone. You can get to somebody else, and I'll look forward to our conference, if you want to call it that, whenever everything's lined up and the stars align. Excellent. I just got a text from Lisa. She's working on it right now. Let's let's go to Illinois. Brandy, welcome to the program. Thanks, Kevin. One thing I want to add for Sarah, Walcott has a chiropractic, uh, and they're upstairs. They advertise, and they're right next with the Palmer, Palmer Chiropractic College, so... Oh, good. Pretty good chance you would get somebody reputable. Yeah, good. Uh, the, the big picture thing, you have to ask yourself, which is why I said why, if they, if these people that are doing all these things for control, why would they just give it up by an election? They, wouldn't they push back and try to keep that from happening? And maybe oh, as the election gets closer, that would definitely get worse and worse and worse. So when you're worried about the big picture, ask yourself, when they're not going to give that power back. No, no, they I agree. Not by you an election. Are, We've already seen you, that with Trump. You are 100 percent correct. Uh, my hope, my hope was when I kind of laid out the scenario of Ramaswamy and, and RFK as the two candidates, that that is the. How do, how do I even want to say this? It, it's the least problematic ticket. I, I think we could get more support across both parties with a ticket like that. And and I'm not saying it would solve anything. The, the swamp might fight back so hard that will never happen anyway. But but I, I'm, I am a little afraid of Trump as a candidate. Not that I don't believe in his policies. I do. It's just he has become a lightning rod. Yeah. You know, the logical song by Supertramp? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm sending you a piece of art that I found online. You should probably get it maybe tomorrow. Oh, well, thank you. I like the song. Um, You're welcome. Uh, yeah, I, me too. <laughs> you know, I, I, I start to think about, and this is what got me thinking, even though I can't get my thoughts out the way I want them to, um, 
Dr. Mercola having his bank accounts shut down, not just his business accounts, his personal accounts and his officers' personal accounts. And I start to think, why now? What, what, what is, Dr. Mercola hasn't done much lately that would make him a target again. Yeah, he's, so why? My only, my only conclusion is this has to do with RFK. He is very, very closely tied in with RFK. They've done this documentary together. They work very closely together. RFK is the attorney on this lawsuit against the government. And I have to believe that maybe they're coming after Mercola again because they're really going after RFK. And we're, we're tied into that. I was just talking with Ben Tapper the other day. I want to get him back on the show again. But I, I, I really have to think about that. He's, he's wrapped up in this, too. And, and these guys are becoming a huge target for the government again. Why? That's, that's all I had, Kevin. You all right. Thanks for the call. Pass me by. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Let's go to Illinois. Mike, welcome to the program. Hey, what's going on? Good morning. Hey. Good morning. Um, I never did ever hear you, you, when you got silenced, if you found out who it was and yes, and all of that. We we identified the person. The story on it? Can you discuss we, it? Yeah, a little bit. I... I I can discuss all the important stuff. I, I really don't want to open up a can of worms because it was more than one person and um, we've stopped it, but I, I, and I really need it to stay that way. There's enough stuff going on. I don't need to be fighting yeah. a group like that again. Um, basically, it was he, he, he was an and this will explain how I set him off so much the first time. Um, he's an attorney of Asian descent. I see. So that was why he focused yeah. on the whole soy boy thing in the beginning and got so, um, I, I don't, he's got a kind of an odd history and background. Um, basically what we did once we identified him was we, uh, we went to the, the, um, uh, sheesh, what do you call the, the board that, um, enforces attorneys. I can't even, I can't think right now. Um, right. We went to the yeah. state board of attorneys and we filed against him as an attorney is what we were able to do. Because honestly, his his behavior overall, it's kind of hard to stop. He didn't break any laws. Right. It gets really, really hard to prove a lot of that Internet stuff. And when he was very, very careful being an attorney, um, when I looked at ways we could kind of fight back, there weren't many. He was pretty careful. Um it, it turns out that it was an attorney that said, well, well let's go after him uh, as an attorney. So ethics and that kind of stuff. He may not have broken any laws, but he certainly wasn't acting as an ethical attorney. So um, we right. we were able to put enough pressure on him and threaten his law license that I think he went away. But I'd really rather not um, right. have to deal with anybody yeah, like that yeah. again. Yeah. But... Um 10 or 12 years ago in the construction business, I started getting phone calls for um, an ad that was on Craigslist. And it was, of course, for sex, I guess, gay sex. Yeah. And I don't know, after about eight or nine of these calls, finally, you know, I, I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. One guy said to me, he goes, so I guess that ad that's in there is, is made up. And I said, yeah. So I hung up and he said, he told me, he said, well, you need to look on Craigslist. So 
I went home and I looked, couldn't find anything. I didn't know in the personal section. So I ended up calling a phone number back and left him a message and said, Hey, I can't find this on Craigslist. If you don't mind, call me back and walk me through it. I, I'm not familiar with Craigslist. Right. So believe it or not, he called me back and I was on a computer and he, he told me he was obviously a gay guy, and but he was real nice and stuff about it. And I found it. Well, then I called, I, I remember if I emailed or called Craigslist and like within a nanosecond, that ad was off, good, you know, good. off there. Yeah. Craigslist. But I, it just bugged me to, who did this, you know, and I know somebody in there someplace. Well, well, I just happened to run into a sh- sheriff one time and I asked him about it. He goes, we got a great forensics guy in our County. <laughs> so you got to call him. And I did. And he started doing some tracing over a couple of weeks and found out it was coming out of the server out of our building. Our office was in unbelievable. And I never said a word to any, I never said a word to anybody about it. Now there's several businesses in there on that server. And, um, I was in the office one day and I was talking about somebody put an ad in and, and believe it or not, it was my stepdaughter's ex husband who was, working for us and, you know, went through a divorce. He's a great guy. And I, and I, I just, um, you know, we didn't fire him or nothing like that. He did his job. There's two sides of every story and, and he did a great job and stuff. And his comment to me at the time was, Oh yeah. Did you ever find out who did that? When I said somebody was, somebody put an ad in the Craigslist. Right. And I had never told one single person about it, but his comment to me was, was, Oh yeah. Did you ever find out who did that? (laughs) (laughs) And I was, I said, I think I just did. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh boy. (laughs) And so I said, yeah, I said, it came from this building, a server in this building. So I know it's somebody in this building. And the next day he never showed up to work and never heard from him. Like another day. Imagine that. Never showed up to work ever again. Yeah. But it's kind of funny how that, that works, but anyway, you know what? What um, um, it, but, it's scary enough dealing with this. Like I said, they they succeeded. I you know I put up with two years of this crap, and they right. they succeeded, which really sucks. What what makes it even worse now? Um, when you look at the possibilities yeah. with AI of creating deep fake videos, it's it's really scary now. Right. Yeah. Hey, I was going to ask you something. Um, uh, I'm, I'm really hardcore on my diet and stuff. I, you know, you heard me say the other day that I, I just think that all this stuff is way overrated, you know, eating and all of that stuff. I mean, not overrated. It's a waste of time because right. I, I'm just never hungry and sleep and all that kind of stuff. And, and so, uh, but one of the things that I noticed is my thought process used to be, I'd think about something, uh, and, and give it some deep thought and stuff. I have thought processes that go through my mind so fast that almost sometimes I got to really concentrate on trying to control them. What, what is that? Why, why am I thinking about so many things like the flash of a light, you know, it, it just goes so quick and I don't, I don't know what that is. And, and when, when I do find something, I can concentrate on it, but just driving down the road, I'll have a million thoughts in a second. I have a theory. And I don't know what that is. Yeah. I, I have a theory. I, I believe that we are completely overstimulated in our society now. Is that 
right? I just think we're surrounded I don't know if by have, it, too much information. And, and it, it, well, think about, like I said, I, I really do believe my superpower is taking things that are really complicated and helping people understand them in a way that they can use the information to improve their life. That, that's really the big picture of what I want to do. I, I don't want to help somebody understand something just so they can understand it. I mean, there's got to be an end goal. The end goal, right. I, want, I want to work on things that help people live a better life. That, that's my whole point in this. And I'm good at it. I know I'm good at it. And yet I right. can't, right. I, I can't articulate this thought that I have that to me is like at the core of everything going on. And, and I can't articulate it. It's too much. It, it, it's more than we're able to absorb, I believe. Um, the, the fact that, you know, somebody asked me yesterday about ADHD. They thought they had it. I said, I'm sure you do. All human beings do. Right. They, it, this, ADHD is not a disease. It's not a flaw. That this isn't a flaw. This is a feature of the right. human brain. This is how our human brain works. This is how it's supposed to work. Right. It doesn't fit the model of our society today. It doesn't fit the way we're trying to teach kids in school. There's nothing broken about these right. kids that we believe have ADHD. They're normal. It's the system that's broken. I have ADHD. I promise you I do. Right. Yeah, I, just, I didn't know if it was something because I feel so healthy and so alive that um, my brain is just different than what it used to be, or well, I, I, I don't know. I mean, um, I'm just so excited about everything that I just don't even want to sleep, um, it, all of that. Isn't it a weird it, place to be? Thing. It's happened over last, it, yeah, over the last year, and I, and, I, and I have trouble figuring out why other people are, you know, why do you think that way? You know, I'm, I, don't, it, I don't know how to describe it. it I, that's you're you're feeling my struggle. I think I, you, we have found a way to live that is so much better, so much better that you can't describe how much better it is. And when you try, you get frustrated. And that's where I am now. I, right. I, I have this big picture that I'm very optimistic about on one hand. I'm optimistic about what we can accomplish as individuals, that you can make your life so much better and it's not even that difficult. I'm optimistic about that. I'm completely pessimistic about our system. What a weird place to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it, it, it's sad to see the, the kids. And, uh, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a wild man. I'm a real wild man. <laughs> You know, testosterone levels are high. My wife says, "Get away from me!" You know, sixty-two years old, and 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 but yet I'm still out there. I mean, just like in the airline business, man. There's another there's greener grass on the other side, and I and I look at it, you know, and and the I just love women, and and, and you know, you just you used to be. You went to a mall. You went any place you went. You you there's something that you could kind of take a glance at, right? Yeah. So that doesn't exist anymore, Kevin. It, it and and you think, well, what are guys? What are guys doing? Are they? And then I look at the guys and I go, well, no wonder they're in the same shape. So so uh, let, I mean, let's, there's just let's nothing apply, to look at anymore. Let's apply that to the 
big picture that I've been talking about now, what what does the book The End of the World is Just the Beginning predict? What is the major problem we're facing according to that book? I don't I didn't read oh, it. Okay. So I don't, I don't the, know. the major problem, believe it or not, as yeah. crazy as it sounds, the whole premise behind this book is we don't have enough human beings on the planet anymore, and there are less and less every right. year. We've never heard that was the problem. Everybody's always told us is the opposite. There's too many human beings, not even close to right. being true. We no longer have enough human beings right. to support our lifestyle, and we see it. South, how does South Dakota right. have a 1.8 right. unemployment rate? Lowest in American history. Something's right. wrong. But right. why do we have such low birth rates? You just described it. Mm-hmm. We have low birth rates because yeah. we don't have healthy human beings anymore. Lauren, you, you've done a lot of research on this. What is the, the most demanding thing we can do with our bodies as human beings? The most demanding? Yeah. Reproduce, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what I was thinking, but yeah. I didn't know if it was a trick question. No, it's not I a trick it's question. It, it, it's, it, it's incredible. <laughs> We're creating another life. We, we should stop and think about yeah. that. It's an incredible process. We take it for granted because everybody does it. But think about it. It, 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 it is a very demanding process let me let me modify my statement. It's a very demanding process to create a healthy human being. Yes, you're right. It and is. and when people it get sick a- enough, they can't even produce a human being at all anymore. Exactly. And that's when yeah. that's when you should be waking up and saying, okay, if I'm having fertility issues and I'm at my prime age, obviously like later on in life, it's a little bit different for women. But am I, I'm at my prime age and I'm having issues. Something's wrong with, you know, for women, it's, it's pretty easy to figure out. Like when your cycle's off, then that, that should be an indicator that something you, is not right with your health. You know, it's an indicator for me on the male side. What's that? When I see 30-year-olds promoting ED drugs. Oh, yeah, that is an indicator for sure. That's a horrible sign. And I see a lot of it anymore. That new website, Hims and Hers. Have you have you seen those? Oh yeah, yeah. No. So Hims. Well, you know, Hims dot com yeah. is is an easy way without even going to a doctor anymore. Just go to Hims dot com, and here's what they specialize in: mental health and ED medication. You just get it online. You you don't even need to go to the doctor. And I see thirty year olds bragging wow. about how much their ED medication is helping them. Mike, you having any issues like this at 62? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> Not, I, Never. I, well, I did when I had my heart problems and stuff, but I didn't want to take that because I was afraid I was going to have a heart attack. So I didn't didn't do that. It just didn't exist until I got healthy and, you know, and, and, and everything came back. But, this, but uh, this is you, know, there, there, for... you know, we had radio... Right. Let me just talk to the males out there that might be dealing with this. I can't imagine what it must feel like to be 30 some years old as a male and have to have drugs for this. That is pathetic. And then, Uh, then, like I said, they're willing to go brag about it. Oh, look at what my ED medication did for me. All I have to do is pop the little blue pill when I'm give me a break. 
I can promise you at 60, I don't have this issue at all. At, at 30, I'd see a knot hole in a tree and get hard on, you know? <laughs> I, I, I used to, I, yeah, exactly. The, the crack of dawn was a problem. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it should be, though. At the age of 30, it was like when you was in grade school and the teacher wanted you to stand up and you didn't want to stand up. <laughs> we laugh about it. It's not funny that 30-year-olds are yeah. bragging about taking drugs for yeah, this I know. Oh. Yeah. And, yeah. and hers. Yeah. Well, oh, I think you can also get medication to help with hair loss or something. I think they also have those. But hers.com yeah. is almost all mental health medication. Right. Yeah, you just listen to Doctor Jor or that Jordan Peterson. You know, he's been carnivore for five years. Have you heard his testimonial about eating carnivore? Yes. And how he healed his daughter got healed up with mental mental issues and joint pains and all that. It it's uh, pretty amazing when it, he tells it, the story. It is amazing, and yet I can bring you thousands of those stories every day. Not just for me, the other practitioners out there that are promoting right. carnivore have the same level of success and it's all pretty incredible and yet it's almost unheard of yeah well you know they had radio at first that's kind of where it started and then then they came out with a tv which people don't realize that word is tell a vision <laughs> yeah good point <laughs> That's why I was out there. Tell a vision. You're, um, I'm looking at, it it said you wanted to talk about silencing people like Dr. Mercola. Did we ever touch on that? Well, I was just talking about that. You know, what happened to you? Yeah, it's pretty much covered. And I wanted to tell you what happened to me. So, yeah, but it's sad to see that happening. You know, I, I don't know how you stop it, especially when they get in the bank accounts. Because the big banks will stop the little banks. If you go to a little bank, you don't know where they'll stop with that stuff. You know, I I agree. That's what I'm so freaked out about right now that um, and most of the time, I don't think I'm a big enough target to worry too much about this stuff. But that's not true. I've been attacked. I've, I've lost things over this already. And we do have a connection to this group. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, you got the Joe Rogans and stuff like that, that they'll probably head after first, but maybe not because they're a bigger voice. So they go after the small one. So who knows? Yeah. It's, um, it. it's interesting to see what Tucker's doing. I, I'm really keeping an eye on what he's doing. Yeah. Um, did an excellent interview with yeah. Ice Cube. I, well, I don't know when he did it. I watched it last night. It's his latest episode. Uh, pretty interesting. Ice Cube turned down a $9 million contract because he wouldn't take the vax. That's right. I heard about that. $9 million. He said, yeah. no, not doing it. Wow. Well, some on a little different topic, UFOs. So why can't you have a camera in your hand on your smartphone and take a picture of a net on a cat's ass from two miles away and zoom in on it, but they can't get a clear picture of a U. UFO. <laughs> we can't we, we can't get clear pictures of people cr- committing crimes anymore either. There always seems to be some sort of a problem with the video. Uh, I don't know. 
I, I yeah, you know, the, the whole, yeah. I, 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 I don't even want to hear about the UFO thing. I don't need one more giant issue. I can't get my head around. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't, I don't really have anything else. So. All right. Good stuff. Talk Good to you stuff, again soon. Sir. Let's go to Detroit. Robert, welcome to the program. Oh, let me hit the button the way I'm supposed to. There we go. There you go. Hello, Kevin. Uh, thanks for what you guys do. But my call was about bone broth. But first, they're going after Elon like crazy. This is what you were just talking about. The president got on the TV and said he was going to attack the man. He wants him as bad as Trump. You know what I mean? And what you were just discussing about going after people. And, uh, and it's because he supports you and uh, Marcola and other people like that. And you can, he lets you just speak your voice. And they don't like that. So they do are directly, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'll go back to my thought on classic liberals like RFK. One of the things I always completely agreed with classic liberals on is freedom of speech. The first amendment, that was always their issue. What the hell happened? The Democrats just trump all over free speech anymore. They, they do not want free speech to happen at all. Nope. Shut your right down. Uh, stop your bank account. And they'll quit. They want to act like what Canada did to the truck drivers. Yes. There when they were going to not cross the border yep. over that. And they shut them down and took their accounts and, and uh, derailed them. That's exactly, they've seen that. They're licking their chops uh, to do it to us. And you and Marcola and any big name that doesn't agree with what they are saying, what they're pushing. It's scary. And I don't even, I don't consider myself a big name, but somehow I got wrapped up in this too. Well, it's because of the, it's because of keto. It's because of the lifestyle. It's because you come out and say not to take that shot. And you know what I mean? And to rethink, read into it before you do it. And that, that puts a big old target right at you because anything you say, you know what I mean? You know, when watching the interview last night with Ice Cube and he made it a point to say for himself, he said, I never, ever told anybody what they should do about the vax. Not once. Didn't try to give anybody advice. He said, I just decided I wasn't going to take it myself. I, 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 as soon as I heard that, I thought, that's not what I'm doing. I will tell people absolutely don't take the shot. Here's some homework you can go do. But if you don't want to read anything, just, just don't take it. So I, I was very outspoken giving people advice about it and still will. And I'm to the point now, you've exactly. lost me. You've lost me. I will take my chances with Ebola before I will take any vaccine that you offer. Exactly. And that's where the target comes from with you. They would just as soon shut you down because of it, too. I, I, will, I will take it a step further. I would take my chances of dying from Ebola rather than living with what their vaccines look like they're doing. I'd rather die free and natural than submit to their control or whatever the hell all this is really about. That's a horrible place to have to be. Really is. I can't believe that's where we've come to in this world. Exactly. Yeah. That's me and the prostate. I'll I'll die with prostate cancer before they go jabbing at my nuts yeah. or whatever. And 
and yeah. make me impotent. It, it, look, just, that's it. Then it's yeah. just, it, it's over. Right to check. Let's end it. You know, you know, one of the things they brainwashed us into is this idea that we should do everything medically possible to save a life. That's not true. I don't believe that. I think that's a horrible idea. I look at some of the statistics around these these cancer drugs, chemo and radiation and all that. And, you know, the best statistics show that some of these drugs might extend life for five or six months. Is that worth it? Five or six months of misery. It's not five or six months where you're thriving and living your best life. It's five or six months of doctor visits and nausea and sickness and side effects. And, and it, why do we do this? There was a time where, where we didn't take a whole bunch of toxic drugs or procedures to try to get two more days of life. It, we live a life we're all going to die. I'm not doing any of these things anymore. I, I, I want to live and die as naturally as I possibly can. Yeah, I think you really have to think about quality of life and what these drugs can do to the body. I don't think people really realize that. So while we're on that topic closure. of what these drugs do to your life, it's one thing to be convinced that, yes, you just became a type 2 diabetic because it runs in your family or whatever the hell the doctor wants to tell you. It's one thing to be diagnosed with the disease and then take these toxic drugs. Those people, we've all been so brainwashed about this stuff. I, I get that. I understand why people still believe their doctor still take the, the toxic pharmaceutical. Here's what I don't get. People rushing to take these farm toxic pharmaceuticals to lose weight. This is getting worse. I agree. Big Pharma <laughs> is all over this. They are now developing more powerful drugs along the lines of Ozempic and Manjaro, just more powerful, more toxic, and they are going to market them for weight loss only. That is going to become the next yep. big thing in medicine, I am convinced. That, that I saw a headline they, they, they push and, it. And, and it created cognitive dissonance when I read this headline. The, the headline was, with drugs like Ozempic, do we need Weight Watchers now? That say, statement makes my brain hurt. We never needed Weight Watchers to begin with. Weight Watchers is part of the problem. But Ozempic is even worse. So that, that whole statement, the whole concept... Are these people thinking this through? These drugs are somewhere between $1,000 and $1,500 a month. They're toxic. They have horrendous side effects. Yes, they will help you lose weight. Yeah, when like you stop taking them. Yes, thyroid cancer. We're not talking about side effects like nausea <laughs> and a headache. One. Yeah, we're talking about infections in your taint and and. Uh, horribly irreversible side yeah. effects. And are they even thinking this through just on the surface? Forget about all the side effects. What we know is you take these drugs, you lose about 15% of your body weight. So if somebody is 300 pounds, um, they might lose 75 pounds. Th that's pretty significant. I get it. But it's going to take them close to a year to do it which means they have now spent almost fifteen dollars to $20,000 to get there. And who knows what kind of horrendous side effects wow. they're dealing with. What do you do now? 
what's the next step in this plan? Because when you quit, guess what happens? All the weight comes back. Yeah. What is the plan here? I don't get it. I don't either. It's not a long-term plan, that's for sure. No, and the pharmaceutical companies are all over this. They are rushing to create new drugs like this. And, And they're definitely pushing it on social media, TikTok, Every other video is, oh, when I started my Ozempic, or oh, when I started my Wagobi, this and that. And I'm telling you what to do when you start your Wagobi. Yep. And you know that's coming straight from the medical people. That's, they're, they're helping them set that up and putting them right out there yep. and, uh, to, to sell it. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Not, not only do they have all of the media to sell their products now, they've pretty well gotten a hold of social media as well. It's no wonder people are flocking to these drugs. It's what they see everywhere. I, I've, I've thought about it because I see it there. But then I tell myself, no, you know, you can't do that. I, I, I did that with um, eye surgery, and now I paid the price with dry eyes 25 years later. I have extremely dry eyes because of what I did 25 years ago, and I'll never do it again. They'll never sell me on that. With all the reading I do, I read constantly. Uh, The first 40 years of my life, I never needed glasses for anything. I could read up close. I had incredible distance vision. I'm pretty sure I've wiped that out. I don't think our human eyes are designed for this. Think about hunter-gatherers. We never did anything like this. So I'm pretty sure I just wore out my eyes a plus poor nutrition for the first 50 years of my life didn't help. You would not believe how bad I want to do eye surgery so I don't need glasses and I just won't do it. Yeah, well, I, I got on board early. I had the real thick glasses when my friends would call me Coke Bobble, you know, uh, for Coke Bob. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and uh, and I did it early. And yeah, it, it never had the dry ice, but now she did optometrostromy. Well, that's because you got this right here. You did it 25 years ago. She said you could have got it the next day or you could have got it now. But I guaranteed one thing when you did it, you were going to get dry eyes. Yeah. And that's what I have. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, the whole medical system is just out of control. Really is. Uh, it's so frustrating because the answer is so simple, yet it seems to be so far out of reach. Let's, uh, let's go to Illinois. Carl, welcome to the program. Good morning, Kevin. What's on your mind today? Uh, I wanted to talk about fluoride because uh, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, the fluoride in water and, you know, the drinking water, it could be, you know, the amount of uh, parts per million in a glass of water can increase when cooking with it. And a lot of people don't realize that, you know, it can be an issue and way exceed the, the, the recommended doses, even though that my personal opinion about the dose requirement should be none at all. Correct. Correct. It's a neurotoxin. It really doesn't protect our teeth. It's a, it's another total bullshit scam. Um, causes all kinds of issues. Most people aren't aware of it. Uh, I, I love the fact that I live in a place where they don't fluoridate the water. You know what I didn't realize about fluoride is that on this, I mean, I haven't looked myself lately because I don't have access to a a toothpaste um, box that contains fluoride, but I would, I would love someone to check. I heard that there is a, in very tiny writing, there's a warning on there about 
what happens if you, if a child accidentally ingests the tiniest bit of fluoride or that toothpaste with the fluoride in it that they would have to call, what is it, poison control. And it's actually written on the box of toothpaste. Yeah. I heard this yesterday. Yeah. Why, why, why would we ever stick something like that in our mouth? It makes no sense. None. Not to mention that they're encouraging children to brush their teeth with that. Do you think children know how not to swallow any well, bit of the toothpaste residue? Well, There's I, no way. It, it's impossible as a human being. I don't care if you're a child or an adult, but here's something else to think about. Many substances, most, almost all drugs that I'm aware of, can be absorbed through the lining of your mouth. A lot of drugs you actually hold under your tongue for that reason. Absolutely right. So, do we really believe that somehow, even if we manage not to swallow, that we're not absorbing this stuff anyway? Of course, we are. Yep, we definitely are. We shouldn't put it on our skin, wow. and we certainly shouldn't put it in our mouth. Yeah, I'm happy you brought up the fluoride. <laughs> it should just go. Well, it, it, I, I also think you shouldn't be gardening with. Gardening with that water is, is a bad idea because it can be concentrated in the plants. I, absolutely. That, that's the, you know, our, our toxic load these days is just off the charts. I, I, I honestly, I, when I look at the human race and what we're doing right now, I don't know how the human race survives this long term. I really don't. I know we are resilient beings. It's, it's no joke. It's amazing what the human body is capable of. Because you're right. I don't think we should be. We should exist. I, it's incredible. You're right. What what the body is capable of of absorbing and still living. But are we really living anymore? Most people, I think, are just slowly dying. I know. I have. Yeah. I, I look at these kids, and I I, I am just so saddened by. I, I see kids today that can't run. They just can't. You look at them and, and they are not capable of running properly. How did that happen? I don't know. That is so sad. I'm trying to think back to when I was growing up and we would do those president, you know, president's best tests or something and, and PE. Yeah. And there, there really weren't that many kids that were overweight when I was growing up. One and in a like, class usually. Plugged. It, it almost seemed yeah. like there was one wow. in a class or one in a grade even. Um, uh, it, it, you're right. It was so yeah. rare. And now it's just so common. And, and I'm talking about, I see kids who are, the only word I would use to describe them, and these are children, morbidly obese. That's how I see these kids. So sad. Oh, so sad. Right. And if if... If, you know, I brought up my generation again, we had it good food-wise and, and health-wise compared to the kids today. But look at what happened to us. We all fell apart in our 40s and 50s, horribly. And then, you know, the average baby boomer now, I think, is taking four or five medications. Wow. What does that tell us about the kids being born right now? They're going to suffer these things before they're 20. Yeah, you're right. They are. It's just really it's really awful. 
Anything else, Carl? Well, the other thing that I was thinking about was like companies that produce food, even healthy food, and they're using, you know, city water. They might be putting fluoride in their products without you ever knowing. Absolutely. There's so much stuff in our food and water supply. There's opioids that can be measured in our food and water supply. Glyphosate is everywhere. Fluoride is, we have what we call forever chemicals now that we just can't get rid of. That is a big, big problem. And it's why we, uh, you know, I, I actively avoided detox for a long time, didn't I, Lauren? Yes, you did. I used to say sure. all the time, we should, not be, we, we should not be putting out detox protocols because I was more worried about people screwing them up. I, I'm, I'm changing my mind on that. Go do any goddamn detox protocol you can find. It's got to be better than just being loaded up with toxins all the time. Yeah. I mean, we're going to work on a good detox protocol. We already are. We've got some great products that can help, and, and but we're, we will now um, help people actively with, de- with detox. We have to. All right. I mean, it's, in, it's incredible that our body has the capability of detoxing everything that we really put in is. it, surround ourselves with, and all yeah. that. Yeah. So to be able to boost that is, is a huge benefit. So, yeah, I agree. Yep. Let's go to Wisconsin. I'll also let you know we uh, this is our last phone call. We will either wrap it up after this or if you want to jump in, better do it quick. 855-950-3835. Paul, what's on your mind? Hi, Kevin. Um, We have a a CT scan scheduled for Monday. I've had uh, red blood in my urine and and no, no real pains or anything. So I guess I want to know what's going on. Is it stones in my kidneys or what's going on? And, but I guess I want to know what, what questions I should ask and what things I should avoid with this CT scan. Cause I know I'm going to be put into the system here once they start looking at me. So my advice would be to take a step back and kind of reset who is recommending the CT scan and what for specifically? Well, I, I, I had blood. Well, it's just a normal physician, which I haven't seen one in a long time. Probably mostly thanks to you. I, I've got my two year card three times in a row. Excellent. And um, I wouldn't say that I'm perfect at it. I know how to be good at it and I know how to get my card, but I, um, I fall off the wagon and I don't always do that good, but I stay away from grains and, and take good. in as less sugar as I, as I can. I read labels. So good. Here, here. Um, my problem is that I, I, I do drink on the weekend though. So, uh, and I, I get it. I, you know, here's uh, I, one of the, maybe one of the ways I should approach this big picture thing. I keep thinking about this. Maybe I need to make a really, really complete list of all the medical lies all the things they've told us and brainwashed into believing. And I can't believe how many of of them are wrong. And alcohol is a big one. We've been told for a long, long time that moderate amounts of alcohol actually add to our health. The wine industry was a big, big player in this and, and promoted a lot of this. It's total bullshit. There is nothing about any amount of alcohol that adds to our health. And I just want to make sure people understand that. I'm not telling anybody not to drink. Um, I still do occasionally, it's less and less all the time. 
There is no amount of alcohol that adds to our health. Every, any amount of alcohol we consume will take away from our health. We just should understand that I, uh, because they've lied to I, us. I agree. Yeah. It's, a, it's a poison. Yeah, it, it really is. It's a toxin. It's not good for us in any amount. So we'll set that aside. Here is the way I would answer this question. Uh, again, the only way I can answer this honestly is what would I do? I can't tell you shouldn't take the scan, but what I would do is I would cancel this scan and I would make an appointment with a good functional medicine doctor and just start over on this issue. Okay. So I, I guess the reason I wanted to go forward with the scan is I know that they can see things and then that's a problem. And then I can have better. It, it, let me, yeah. let me give you an example of how sometimes this can work. They do this scan looking for a kidney stone or whatever the cause of this issue might be. And they spot a mass on your lung. Now what? Should we go deal with it? Well, I, I guess in my opinion, I don't plan to deal with any mass. I just want to know if it's a stone and what, what I should do for going forward with, with my diet and Oh, well, and, well how, stop, how do I help stop, my kidneys well, in general get healthy? Well, let's stop right there. I can certainly help you with that. No doubt. We could start working on that right now. But here's what I will promise you. This doctor that is having you do the scan will never talk to you about diet. For one, they can't. They don't understand diet. They don't believe in diet. They think that diet has nothing to do with our health. So they will not address diet with you. They will address surgeries and drugs if there's a problem. That's it. That's, those are the only answers they have. So my point on this is right. why start down that path with this doctor? Why even bother? Why, why give them the money for this scan? You, the, the functional medicine doctor may recommend a scan. I don't know. But if they do, I'd rather see you work with them on it. Why, why would we, if nothing else, why would we keep rewarding the system by using it? Well, let me ask you, if I was to get the scan, that is that my information that I could give to a functional doctor? Usually, yes. I, I, I don't want to say for sure, because the, as soon as I do, some doctors out there are going to say, no, we you 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 signed this. I, I don't know is the answer. It should be. But again, right. but okay. again, let, let's look at. They're not going to work with you on the things you need to work with. They're not going to solve this problem for you at all. They never do. Why should, why would we reward them? Yes, I, I understand that. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm afraid to be, I've not been in the system for other than DOT physicals um, for a very long time. Good. Don't go back into it now. Even if you say, Look, I already scheduled it. I just want the information. I don't care what they try to convince me of. I'm not going to listen to them. Uh, okay, great. That's good. But then why should we reward them? Why should we give them one more penny of our money? Right. I would find a is good it, is there things I should do, and I would just start over. Now, what can we do to make your kidneys healthier? This is easy. Yeah. All the stuff we talk about okay. all the time anyway, nothing different. Eat more animal products, eat less plants, eat less processed food, and your kidneys will take care of themselves. So now, just, just now, if they're doing the things I know to do it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's always the first answer. 
always. Now, could could you have kidney stones? Absolutely. People eating healthy can still be missing some cofactors and end up with kidney stones. Are there ways we can address these easily? We have protocols that can that can dissolve them over time. This can be fixed without drugs and surgery. Okay. This is diet only. Well, and, I guess if, if, if you want to know yeah, how I, you make your kidneys healthy, all you need is the right food. Nothing else matters. Just the right food. Your kidneys will be as healthy as they can be. Don't, do not take the medical field's advice and start limiting your protein. That's the first thing they're going to tell you. You need to limit your protein. I know. Yep. I, I've already read that. On yeah, the, bullshit. On, you know, when you, you try need to, to double figure your out protein, what to do and if anything. Their advice will okay. make you worse. I, you know, I, 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 that I believe. That I believe. I, I, I don't want to get stuck in their system because that's what they're looking for. Yep. And that's what will happen. Okay. The, well, the well, foods, you kind of told me what I the, need. The foods they tell you to yeah, avoid. I, I, so they, they don't want you to eat protein right. when you have a kidney issue. We know they never, ever want us to eat fat. They're convinced that's going to kill us. What's left? <laughs> Carbohydrates. That's it. So if you eliminate or minimize protein and fat like they want you to do, that means you've got to live on carbohydrates. That's what caused the problem in the first place. Right. I guess I got to live my life like I'm always going to have a DOT physical and read my labels and uh, yeah, and uh, stay away from processed food and just do what I always do yep. to get my DOT physical. That's exactly Eat right. Eat healthy and be healthy. Yep. Okay. All right, Kevin. I, you know, I, I still probably going to go with through with the scan, but okay. I, and I am very good. I am very good at not doing what doctors say. And, I and I've done it before where I just I say, can no. Hear that. Yeah, I can hear that. I don't worry about that at all. Yeah. And by the way, you should be able to get um, your own results back. You know, there should be, hopefully they have a patient portal where they'll post the results and you can just grab them. Right. And if they don't, then you should be able to request them and you should be able to say, that you're taking it to a specialist because you want a second opinion, you absolutely should be able to get your results back and be able to take it to a functional doctor. Right. Because I know we do we do have a website where it's like uh, where all your test results download like right away when they have them and stuff. So yeah, yeah. That I I would be irate if someone told me that my health test results that. I just paid for are not mine and I don't have access to them to go to a, you know, to get a second opinion. That is just completely unacceptable. Yes. And yeah. Cause all my, res all my results were great except for um, blood in the urine. I mean, it, all my blood work was great. Everything was where they wanted it to be except for that blood in the urine. So there, there's two possibilities here. One is a stone. The other one's an infection. Both are easy to fix. This is not an issue that, that, you know, concerns me at all. If you have something and you do, if there's blood in the urine, there's something going on, but it, it's really easy to fix. Problem is the traditional doctors will never fix it. So if you don't have a functional medicine doctor in mind, let me recommend one you might not be thinking of. And I would go to Dr. Wolfson with this. I don't send people just for cardiac issues. He's a brilliant doctor and a, a brilliant functional 
clinician and he gets this stuff really, really well. I mean, there isn't any medical condition I, I wouldn't go to him for. I also trust right. that if for some reason he thought there was somebody better, I trust that he would make that recommendation. I don't think he needs to. I mean, honestly, based on what you're dealing with, I would have no problem telling you we can fix this. This is barely a medical issue at all. Right. It, it's, uh, the way I see it right now is I just need to get my kidneys healthy, whether it's an infection or a stone and, I just, I need to get them healthy. And diet will definitely, if it's an infection, diet will fix it. If it's a stone, it will more than likely stop the issue. It may not get rid of the stone you have currently. We may have to do a protocol to get rid of that. Uh, but again, it, it, if you work with a functional doctor, you're going to get real results. If you stick with the traditional doctor, you're, you're going to end up in the system. That's how it works. Right. I'm good at avoiding the system. I guess I'm just looking at this for information. I would, and I would take it to a functional doctor. That's for sure. Good. All right. Call All us right, back. Kevin, Let you know, us know how it goes. I'll try one more time just for the fun of it, because I'm stubborn that way. Sometimes don't give any more of your money to the traditional medical system. Cancel this and book it through a functional medicine doctor. Was that too much, Lauren? It's your opinion. It's, it's, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. What, you know, people can take it don't, or they give it, you know. Don't give them another dollar. They have so much of our money and they don't deserve it. Stop giving it to them. Let's, um, let's yeah. go to Detroit. Robert, welcome. Hello, Kevin. I was talking to you and I lost my connection and I never got to my question. Okay. Mine was about bone broth. You talked about bone broth earlier. Got it. Uh, okay. I'm on Verda Health. Um, they have me drink bouillon cubes two a day. Oh, so I add bone broth that. to the bouillon cube. Stop that. Yeah. So oh. I to, to double it up, to make it taste thicker, fuller. Oh, and, um, bullshit. But I add other ingredients. Yeah. Let's stop right there. <laughs> uh, um, I, I love Verda health. I really, really do. Um, I feel like getting off the mm -hmm. air and, and calling Sami myself had him on my show twice. I think I could probably get through to him and scream at him. What the hell are you telling people to drink bouillon cubes for? Sheesh. Uh, sodium, uh, I believe is what it is. Because I asked if I could replace the bouillon cube with the bone broth. And he, he said, well, the bone broth serving only has 400 milligrams of sodium. And our bouillon cube has 900. So, I, no, well, we would prefer you let, didn't change it. Let, and I asked that question. Hold on. Let me clarify something. When they okay. say their bouillon cube, that might be the key here. Tell me about this. This isn't, oh, they, they didn't tell well, you to go to the grocery it's just store. A, no, just, yeah, it's just a grocery, no, it's just a grocery store, but I can't remember the name of who makes it, key one or this one or that one, but they were just more of the milligrams of sodium in which, the bouillon cube was 950 to 1100 for the beef. Which is fine. I understand that. And I'm glad Where, they're not afraid of sodium, but I want the best quality salt I can get. And grocery store bouillon cubes are using the worst <laughs> quality salt they can get. So all I need to do <laughs> is add some light balance and some pink Himalayan salt to my bone broth. And that's a much, much better solution. 
And that's what I do when I run out of their little bowling cubes is I just take the bone broth and add a quarter teaspoon or whatever. Just put a little bit in my, in my pink Himalayan salt and just drip. There we go. Good enough. And I figure I got it. You know what I mean? I, it, it, it's working. Don't don't wait till you run out of oh, their yeah. bullion cubes. The next time they give you bullion cubes, give them to somebody homeless. <laughs> Let them make some chicken broth. <laughs> okay. And, and you use the good stuff. I'll put as much sodium as they want in there. If they tell me we need two tablespoons of salt, fine, I'll do that. But I'm not taking bouillon cubes. That's just awful. No. So what I do is always add. I add turmeric or I'll add cayenne or I'll add. And then you see on the Internet, well, if you want your if you want your turmeric uptake better, you got to add pepper. So I'll add either the pepper, the ground pepper in the can from Meyer or you'd know Kroger. You know what I mean? Or I'll take a, a grinder and grind some. But I didn't know if that stuff ends at the bottom and then I got to scoop it out with a spoon anyway, or if it's not really worth my time to put it in. It it is. I'm fine with cofactors. The other thing that tells us things when we look at this, you know, pepper works better and this helps this. And we talk about cofactors. That's why we really, really focus on whole food, not supplements. Whole food usually has all right. of these things already in it. We usually salt and season our food. So this is why we, we really look to more whole food stuff instead of supplements. It's why I'd rather use real bone broth, not their bouillon. First off, their bouillon is not bone broth. There's a difference between yeah. stock and broth and bone broth. There's a difference Bone broth is critically important because we take the time to slow cook it with acid to pull out all of those minerals and cofactors. And we get all the collagen and the gelatin and you don't get any of that stuff with the bouillon cube and you're getting horrible sodium and... Ah, uh, I, I understand why oh, that's that's why. And that's why and that's why from from day one, that's why from day one I would see their clear their clear just you know, see through broth and I was like, That's not enough. I gotta add to this and I would just start doctoring everything up the way I wanna do it. Oh, I heard that. I heard maybe ginger, put her in a little bit, see what it tastes like, you know. Yes. yes. You guys I have a list of what is in the nor one of the most popular bullions. It's salt. MSG, palm oil, cornstarch, hydrogenated palm oil, sugar, xanthan gum, chicken fat, natural flavor, water, turmeric, and then it goes into like disodium, you know, and <laughs> all the stuff we can't pronounce. And, I mean, it goes yeah. on. Yeah, it goes that on and on. That is and on. awful. Oh, it's yeah. awful. Remotely close to the Correct. Here's all that should yeah. be yeah. in your bone broth bones, water, and acid and salt. We, we can add good quality salt when it's done. That's all that is required to make good, healthy bone broth. That list that you just read, is a that's a science experiment. I can't believe that's what they're calling bouillon or broth. I know, it's sickening. Yeah, well, they, yeah, they just, they, some of the things are more generic. And, you know, and like even no seed oils, but any other oil would do. And, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. So that's why from the beginning, I've always doctored it to, well, maybe I'm not going to do any of these other oils. I'll do coconut oil, except the only problem with that is, is I get disaster pants, uh, uh, you know. With just coconut oil or brain octane? 
Well, brain octane's real bad, but coconut oil will get me a day. You know, you you wow. you take her for a day, day and a half. Well, <laughs> that, that that's telling us you need to work on your digestion. There's no reason a human being. Should oh yeah, absolutely. Be able, shouldn't be able to consume plain coconut oil. Yeah, brain octane. I get it. And yeah, that technically that's not a natural product. We use brain octane for a very specific reason. Uh, but coconut oil, when I see somebody, if they're right. having trouble digesting coconut oil, um, the coconut oil is not the problem. It means you've got some digestive yeah, issues I, you've got to work on. Right, exactly. I, I do butter. Butter I can get, and fat I can get, but if the coconut oil will, yeah. will, uh, will really, yep. But, but coconut oil is one of the best um, ways for us to produce ketones, even if it's not brain octane. So, exactly. So we would want, and, and... If you've got a digestive issue, your health is compromised. We know that. We should go fix the digestive issue. Let me explain Verda, because I am a big believer in Verda. I think it's an awesome company. I understand why they're doing what they're doing. They are trying to reach the masses. Their goal was to cure 100 million people of diabetes. That's a big, big goal. You, you can't get too specific and too difficult so I can understand why they're just saying drink bullion um, and not really try to go down the really high quality route. I get it. Um, it, it, You know, there's there's a a spectrum here. We have a company like Verda really, really trying to meet the masses, you know, a hundred million people. Uh, We look at our, what we do here. We don't do a lot of intensive one-on-one stuff. You know, we do some discovery calls. We can do some one-on-one. It's not really intensive. We're not doing a ton of blood work and, you know, other kind of testing. Because we're, we're trying to help people get into this way of living and eating. And, and help them with the low-hanging fruit as quick as we can. And then if we find somebody who needs more help, I'd rather hand them off to somebody like Dr. Wolfson. So Vert is even, even another step removed from that because they're trying to reach so many people. You know, I, I honestly don't even have much of a problem with the, with the diet system Golo. It's not ideal. They're, they're still... People are eating a lot of junk in that system. But you know what? People are losing a lot of weight. It's basically dirty keto is what go low is. It's a a dirty keto. Look, it's better than almost any other weight loss system out there. Is it ideal? No, not even close. Is Verda's system ideal? No. But those are the things that have better chances of reaching the masses. Interesting. I never heard of either of those. Oh, Golo is all over. G-O-L-O dot com. Golo dot com. My God, they must spend a gazillion dollars on commercials. They're everywhere. Oh. Oh, yeah. And uh, um, Verda. Yeah, Verda does. I get that through the company. And like you said, they go for the masses. So they targeted my the corporation that I work for. And you know what I mean? And I'm picking yeah. them up through there. And, and we need that. We really do. Uh. Yep. Yeah, and, and it was strictly because of my diabetes, and and uh, and my, you know, being in the in the program that my company has me in through my healthcare, uh, they put me in a separate diabetes healthcare. You know, through their, you know, they have maybe two or three plans, and they'll notice that you, okay, we're going to put you in this special plan, 
And then they contacted me because of that. I, I love that. I, I really oh, am glad. Nice. Yeah. I'm glad that's happening in the industry. I'm glad Verda is doing what they're doing. And and they're doing it right. If you're going to reach that many people, you can't get too crazy about the details. Yeah. Right. But me listening to you, then I start to detail orient. Okay, I'm going to add to it. That's so <laughs> right. I'm going to do what they want me to do to a day. But now I'm going to boost it and I'm going to give it some Kevin. And you know what I mean? And I, I've asked about the bone broth. Can I just do that? Well, you know, and so I, okay, fine. You didn't see I couldn't do it. So now I Kevinize it. And, uh, and I, you know what I mean? But then I add the turmeric or I add the pepper or I add the cayenne because I've been told cayenne will, you know, help with uh, your speeding up your metabolism. And uh, that's where I was at today. No, that's it. Like I said, I, I'm glad they're out there doing this. I know it's not perfect, but we need that. We need people that can reach the masses. And we also need people that can get down into the trenches and help people with specific problems. So uh, we continue to build our network of, of good functional medicine doctors that we can recommend people out to. And we'll keep doing our part and Verda should keep doing their part. And um it's about the best we can do right now. We are fighting a system that is hard to beat. And then I do need to make a one-on-one -on -one with Lauren to adjust the, the fat, you know, that I can't absorb the fat the way I need to. And some of the things that I'm now that I'm on a program, any program in, in to try to, you know what I mean? To, to rein it in because I'm off the GERD medicine after 20 some years, I no longer, Excellent. I no longer yeah. take it. You know what I mean? Excellent. That's awesome. Uh, Yep. Huge. Yeah. Hey, I, just I, in the, I, just in those changes. I will make a recommendation here. It sounds to me like it, instead of kind of rocking the boat, you ask them about the bullion. They still want you to take it. So you added the bone broth, drop the bullion, just drop it. I'm going to, don't, don't take that stuff. I am. I'm going to today. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. MSG. Yeah. Come on. Oh, MSG is Fine awful and poor quality salt we is so bad that. for us there's so much in there that that is not good for your gut that, that, I, I can't even believe that that is even bone broth is so damn simple why do we have all these ingredients in there <laughs> right and then uh uh i'm gonna add what i will do is i'll just drop their bullion cubes and i'll go to mine but two more questions that are in my head now is Celtic salt. I see that on the TikTok all the time. Some ladies pushing Celtic salt. Perfect. If I have a low magnesium. So I stopped drinking coffee. I stopped doing my NDK coffee because of the, I've been told coffee will pull magnesium. So I started doing bone broth in the morning and bone broth. In, I had to do two of them anyway. So now I do one with my morning. Instead of coffee, I do an NBK bone broth Excellent. and then in the evening. But, um, yeah. And then, uh, uh, so I just don't have, I got the chocolate that low life again. I got the chocolate, but I just don't use it because I can't make a bone broth with chocolate yet. I haven't figured that one out. Just in, uh, <laughs> uh, and then the Celtic salt, if I would buy that, she said to just crunch it up on your tongue. Any, any, yeah. well, how do I even describe this? Any, I don't want to use the word natural salt, but, um, there, there's lots of good salts on the market. Like I, we have a store in Portland that sells nothing but salt, all kinds of crazy salts. I, I've talked about it before. I have black salt that comes from a volcanic region. I have red salt that comes from a place where there's a ton of iron in the soil. I have gray, French, French gray salt, which is similar to the, the Celtic sea salt. I've got pink Himalayan. Celtic. I, 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 I 
there's lots and lots of good, really good quality salts out there. Redmond Real Salt is a big one I see. I, finding good quality salt is not hard at all. Just stop using the non-good quality salt is the trick. Right, the iodized table salt. Correct. Exactly. And, and by the way, take and, advantage of the uh, the Lona Life. We have twenty percent off off of Lona yeah, Life right now. Up. So if you want to stock up on your stuff, now's the time. To right, <laughs> right, especially yeah, because uh, I do them two two a day. So yeah, yeah, that's what I, that was the call today when you guys talked about it. I thought, well, I'll go ahead and make the call. And uh, but I didn't know. But I'm just going to add the pink Himalayan salts on my bone broth. Yes. Uh, the quarter teaspoon or whatever that is. Yeah. And then, um, but will that work for now is if I crunch some of that on my tongue, you know what I mean? Or do you really want to get the Celtic to bring up the magnesium or whatever? Uh, well, if you want to bring up the magnesium, add, add loan or uh, um, light balance. I mean, that's the whole point. Or, or light do balance. some of okay. the calm magnesium. When we talk about getting minerals from our salt, we are talking tiny, tiny, tiny amounts even in the best quality salt. Exactly. The mineral the content in there is small, really is. But we should have no problem getting enough good quality salt in our diet. So when they say, well, you got to get use these bullion cubes for more sodium. Look, all you have to tell me is you think I should be taking more sodium. I'll just salt my food more. This isn't hard. Uh, yeah, right. I really like that LMNT. They give me a sample of that stuff. And uh, that's got salt in it, like salted Kool-Aid, and that's the bomb. But boy, she's pricey. And uh, but you, get, in the summertime, ice those down. Those are good. Yeah, it it it's not hard to get. And, and that's a salt really product. Easy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but I'll add the elect the um, electrolyte. The uh, I got some of that from when I was doing NBK coffee or in NBK yeah, coffee, add, add the and I'll just add that in. Yeah, it, it tastes good too. Light balance that's it actually that. improves yep. the taste. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. You're welcome. All right, Lauren. I can't believe it. It's almost eleven o'clock. I know. Time flew by today. What the hell have we been doing today? We've got more calls, so we're going to get to them. Marcy, welcome. Hello, guys. How are you? Good. What's on your mind today? Well, I, I just want to maybe motivate anybody that is back and forth, don't want to keep, you know, have the trouble sticking to this lifestyle. Uh, my brother-in-law, who just had prostate cancer, he took his prostate out. He was a healthy, well, I wouldn't know. I, he was the strongest guy in our family, like big guy, muscular, everything. He had the prostate cancer. He and he just is diagnosed with early ALS. And he was having some trouble. He's uh, a bass player. I'm sorry. On the side. And his um, one arm is getting weak. And he couldn't lift as much as the other arm. And I just want to give you a scenario of what I heard yesterday. So I talked with my sister, who's a, a nurse. And she knows about all this and everything. And she's like, they need to move out of their house for number one because they have steps. So he's already quitting his job. He put his two weeks in. His last day is Monday. He's quitting his job. She said, my sister probably has to quit her job because there's no way you're going to be able to take care or, you know, hopefully you can work part time on online or something at the hospital. So they got to sell their house. They got to live on the first floor. And this is what 
this is a motivator because this is like their whole life has changed. They're, you know, everything. Their kids live, you know, in Seattle. The other one lives in North Carolina. They're probably going to maybe move if they can or come up and visit more often. She's in a terrible state. And this guy, although unhealthy for a lot of his life, was doing Atkins for a, a good while, probably for like a year or two. Okay. And then he just kept going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth with, um, you know, eating bad and then he would gain weight some and then he would get you, back on the Atkins, so to speak. You know, the other thing we have to remember about Atkins, um, it is low carb. It can help people lose weight. But Atkins has been totally corrupted. Um, it, it's basically really, really garbage keto for the most part. Well, you're right. I would. I never want to say to do that. I mean, it was. It was like the. That was way back when Atkins was popular. Right, I guess he was right. doing and, that. And and it can uh, help people. But uh, but I, I you know we very very seldom hear about people eating true carnivore, nutrient dense keto. We very seldom hear about these people getting sick or getting you know, ALS or any of these things. But yet, uh, you know, I mentioned Golo, um, Atkins. You will still see those people get sick. They may lose weight. You're not going to see them get the kind of health benefits that we get from what we do. They're still eating grains. They're still eating processed food. Many of them are, are, you know, going all in on the keto products. And most of those are just oh, garbage. Oh, yeah, and that could be you're, dangerous. Yeah, you're, you're not going to yeah. get really, really healthy on these diets. You might lose weight. You might take care of your type 2 diabetes, and all those things are good. But you're, you're still going to deal with right. I, the, the ones that worry me the most, Lauren, and I think you'd probably agree with me. Um, autoimmune conditions can still be huge for these people. And ALS is autoimmune. Yeah. I don't know if that's absolutely yeah. proven yet, but so, I believe it. I, I kind of believe I, that too, actually. I mean, if this isn't a motivator, I mean, this is just completely shocking to my family. Uh, my other brother-in-law who's going through cancer, he had a bone fracture in his hip and now he has throat cancer. So, you know, thank God we're healthy because we're physically able to help these people. Right. That's the other thing. Right. Think about your family, your spouse or whatever. You need to be healthy for them because even if they're not you doing know, it, somebody got to be taking care of them. You know, I've been talking about this for a couple of years now. I mention it once in a while. We have a young family in the neighborhood, wonderful people. Um, she got pregnant several years ago and during her pregnancy found out that she had, I forget which form of cancer she had the first time. Um, they discovered it while she was pregnant. So immediately, you know, oh chemo, God. radiation, the whole thing. Um, they asked for some help, obviously. Two young children, a, a brand new baby. I mean, she was pregnant when all of this started. Um, and they asked for some help with dinners. So we're home all the time. We cook a lot. And, and there was like a list going around the neighborhood and people would take certain days um, we took Sundays and I, I, I feel blessed that we're able to do these kinds of things. You know, a lot of people that were trying to help and I get it and I appreciate their help. They would do things like order in pizza 
you know, so it, it it's something they have a million. Oh. I know they're trying to help. Um, we go all out. Right. I mean, Lisa last Sunday cooked them two beautiful roasted chickens. I go out and pull everything I can out of the garden. And, you know, we, we, if we've got some, you know, good high, really high quality fruit, maybe we've canned like the cherries. We, we send some of that. I mean, we usually try to provide them with like three or four days worth of meals if we can, you know, Sunday is our day. Uh, but we, we really oh, try to, to do gosh. as much as we can. We're dealing with it again. She keeps going through this. The cancer just won't go away. She's got it in remission. Everything's going great. They get a couple months break. And then the next thing you know, she goes back to the doctor. Now, now she is going to be in the hospital for a month. So now we're trying to help Lisa's, Lisa's planning on going downtown to the hospital with the, with, you know, her sprinter van so she can spend the day there and help out with her and, you know, we're, oh, we're, we're trying yeah. to double down on the meals and, and figure out how is her husband going to handle two young kids at home while he's trying to work and hold down the household. And, but here we are three years it's later not, it, and she, it's, it's, it's almost worse now oh. instead of better. And look at this avenue too. Here you got the money, you know, the money that the family is saved up. I mean, it's, he was almost ready to retire anyway. Ugh. Unfortunately, this is forced retirement. Yeah. He's 63. He had the vaccine, by the way, too, which uh, I, I, that's a whole other thing. I, I believe that is the thing, that many, many of these stories we are talking about is because of that damn vax. Oh, I, I mean, it, you can't deny it. It's everywhere, everywhere you look. Yep. You know, you talk to somebody about the story and they tell you another story that they know a, a right. family member that got sick, has cancer. It's all over the place. My other brother-in-law that has cancer, he got the vaccine and boosted the works. Yep. It's like, oh my gosh, we are so wow. lucky. And and the, the thing that I wanted to say was the financial part of this. So the money that he, you know, saved up, they got like a million dollars saved up for their retirement. And that will be used, well, he's going to be on disability. He's going to be pushed to the top of the line because he's going to die soon, you know? He doesn't have to wait two years like everybody else trying to get disability. Yeah. Uh, but still, financially, totally gone. And then what does that leave for the spouse when they get I, to be you, sick? You, you Is know there what it, anything left? No, and you know what's worse than the fact that it's gone? is where it went. It went to the pharmaceutical companies and the medical system. Right. They, like you said, don't give them another dime if you can help it. Exactly. That's what you yeah. It, it's, it really is just awful. And I, the Vax made everything far, far worse when it comes to our health. There's so many stories. And yet, with all these stories, we were just talking about, I guess it was LeBron James. Um, I don't know if I've seen this, but Lisa sent over that uh, Shaquille O'Neal's son now has a heart condition. I didn't even hear about that one. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What's with these really young kids getting it's the vax. so ill? It, I believe it, it it's to have to be the vax. destroys our immune system is what I'm starting to believe. And the crazy thing is nobody has the guts to say that they got the vax and they regret it. 
you know, know what? I, I actually I wish understand these public that. Figures I, would. I know. I know. I wish they would, too. Uh, I wish they would grow a pair and, and stand up and say, look, I made a mistake. Um, it's human yeah. nature not to. You know, I, I, I get it. Um, oh. But it's almost like some of these people now want to double down. I, I swear some of them want more people to get vaxxed so they don't feel so alone. Like they're the ones that made the mistake. You did. You made a mistake. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you were hoodwinked and bamboozled and lied to. You made a mistake. Don't make it worse, though. You know, right. save somebody else. Exactly. Do what's right. Come out and talk about this. Come out and scream about it. Come out and say, yes, I, I, I made a mistake and, and I'm paying for it and I don't want anybody else to pay for it. Well, and a lot of people that didn't get vaxxed are the example for other people too, you know, that they see these other people, you know, that don't have these health problems, this extreme, like it just pops up all of a sudden out of nowhere, these younger people, I mean, to have prostate cancer and then to have early ALS in the, with, like within a year of each other. And I, I don't know what the statistics are anymore, horrible. but I'm very, very familiar with ALS. I lost my father to it. Um, and when he oh, was going my. through it, uh, which would have been, I think he was diagnosed mid-90s, right when I was getting out of the military, uh, my father lasted way, way longer than the average person does. If I remember right, the diagnosis was three to five years to live on the long side. Right. My, my dad lived like seven or eight. It was horrible. And and honestly, oh my gosh! I, I'll tell but you, it, I'll tell you how bad this disease was, is after eight years. Yeah. My father did not die mm -hmm. from the ALS. He probably would have within another week or two, but it was so horrendous. He actually committed suicide. Oh he my shot gosh, himself. I'm so sorry. It, it, well, it was, it was a, it's a horrendous oh disease. And his really took a toll because for some reason he survived it so long. Yeah. You, you want to know why I think he survived it as long as he did when that was not the norm at all. My, my father had never been to a doctor his whole life. <laughs> Had never been in the medical system, wow, had never he... been to a doctor until he got this. And then it was almost impossible for him not to go. But he refused most of their treatments. And he ended up outliving most people that get this, oh. but it was still horrendous. I mean, not much of a life anyway. There's no. So many last years of his life. Right. But it, it, it's, it's completely Yeah, I avoidable. just want to put it out there. Getting ALS is completely avoidable. Well, it what, is a lifestyle disease. And like you said before, I mean, I, I think the 95% food, which we consume in our bodies is really what we should be focused on all the time. 95%. We should be saying this to everybody. 95% of health problems is food related. Yes. Yep. You know, really is. If we don't get a handle on things. It's happening, like you said, all around us so much that it is hard to even, you know, really try to make sense of. It's everywhere. There's so many health problems. It's out of control. And, and, and it's scary. And what do I see every time I scroll the news? Fake salmon, fake chicken, fake beef, <laughs> fake. Uh, 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 Plant-based. Yes. Plant-based. 
Yeah, it, I, you know, honestly, cocaine is plant based. So is heroin. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> I, it, it's even so much worse than that because technically, this stuff isn't plant based. The only plant that has anything to do with this food is the factory plant that it was created in. Uh, to call it plant-based makes it sound good. It's not. It's a bunch of chemicals wow. and all kinds of processes that have nothing to do with food. Right. But they that they make it sound like you're you're healthier oh, if you yeah. eat plant-based. And right. people say, I eat plants and I'm Right. Uh, I'm healthy. I'm right. healthy. What's wrong with vegetables? So, so, so let, let's. Well, let, there's really nothing. Let's try this then. Okay. If that stuff is really plant based, if you're convinced that it's plant based, what do I have to grow at home so I could make some of that in my kitchen? Would I be able to do that? <laughs> no. Right. Hell no. <laughs> If, no. if it's plant-based, tell me no. what, I, what plant I need to grow so I can make some of this stuff. I want to see how it works. <laughs> it's so over-processed. So if anybody is like doing this dirty keto, anybody that's doing back and forth, back and forth, you just think about this story and this guy's life and his supposedly retirement and his his hobby, his thing that he loved to do on the side was the guitar playing. Because he, he's losing the extremity, the that, upper extremities that's first, what you which lose is very first. rare. Right. Yep. You, you oh, the upper? All, I thought you used like the legs. It depends. You, you can lose all kinds but, of muscle control oh. is what happens. And it, it can be all over the board. But the quality of life deteriorates really fast with this disease. Right. I mean, that's and, why... At, that's the thing that's the motivator. At the end, my father couldn't speak. Something got to be the motivator. He that's what speak. I'm afraid. His, 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 my, my his muscles didn't work. He was no longer able to speak. His brain was completely healthy and fine. That's the scary part of this. Your brain doesn't seem my to be affected by this. His speech is getting slower. I saw yeah. him just a few weeks ago, and he looked like he was walking slower. He will. And I yeah. said... I said, you look, he looks, I said, you look slower. Like you can't, whatever. I mean, I don't know. I, I just cannot believe this wasn't supposed to happen. This uh, guy was the healthiest besides my husband on the, in the family. I know. And just because of the eating can do it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No. Nope. And you got the other ones that are overweight, diabetic, whatever. I mean, they're still living up, you know, surprisingly. But they're well. They're you know, really. It's, they, it's, you're they, okay until you. They're really not living much anymore. They're just dying slowly. Well, true. Yeah. It's okay till it's not okay. It, you're right. okay till you're not okay. Exactly. And that's that's it. So I'm fasting. <laughs> I'm really into it now. <laughs> yeah. And I'm into. I'm yeah. doing straight. I'm gonna do carnivore. I'm just doing meat. Yeah. That's what I'm going to be doing. Meat, salt, and I'm going to do just carnivore eggs. Yeah. And I just want to get to where I want to be. I'm, you know, back and forth eating keto, carnivore, vegetables, you know, once a day, twice a day, three times a day. It's, it's, it's hardcore. Good. <laughs> it's Good. hardcore right now. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I, I am, 
I, I feel so blessed that I, whatever occurred, I came across this information, I woke up, whatever happened, um, I, I couldn't feel more blessed that, that I learned this and, and that I've been able to share it with other people and help them. And then I get to the frustrating part. Oh my gosh. You want to help everybody and you can't. Right. Well, you're swimming upstream, you guys. That's the problem, yeah. you know? Yeah. Sure. You know, you know what, what, what makes it all worth it? I, I can deal with 99 failures, people, 99 people I failed to reach and they're going to be sick and unhealthy because of it. But when I get the call back from, and I always refer to him as Bella's dad, because uh, that case to me was all about Bella. Um, incredible transformation for that little girl. Um, she wasn't going to school or if she was, she was really, really struggling with school. Um, her seizures were so bad, she wasn't developing, she started to have other health issues. All of that got turned around because her father, you know, did the hard work, figured out it worked for him, had the guts to call and say, could we do this with our little girl? And, and we did. And the results were incredible. And, and I'm not even discouraged that they've, they've backslidden a little bit. I, I completely expected that. But they, they now have the knowledge mm-hmm. and, and they know what they need to do to fix this. Well, that's the thing. The awareness that you know how to fix it. You need to be aware of everything you put into your mouth every time. Good. And look at your numbers. Look at your, the way you feel. And if I'm starting to get inflammation, t- tighten, the, tighten things up. You've got to just do it. Yep. Because you could be Good. this guy. You could be any of these people, you know? Yes. Yeah. And, and this is only getting worse. And I'm going to go back to what I kind of started the show with. Health is about the final frontier that you have control over. That's all we got. Yep. Is our health. Yep. Yeah. All right, Marcy. Because all the have... money will go away. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We, I know. Have... You got to go we... on Twitter. We, we got to go. We got to wrap up one more call. Then we got to get over to Twitter. I promised the people in the warehouse today that I was going to make lunch for them. Um, and I forgot all about Twitter, but I think I can still make this work. Scott, welcome. Good morning, guys. I, uh, I just wanted to share some, uh, some really awesome news that my son and my daughter-in-law are, uh, are doing and, and using tools that, uh, you know, I've been on, I've been on the box for, you know, seven years now since I started listening to you and, um, you know, our household here eats completely different. And sometimes all I have is NDK coffee all day long, a lot of butter. You know, I have uh, hands in the backyard producing three to four eggs a day. We nice. got a garden, you know, um, yeah, my son, uh, my granddaughter was born on uh, January 1st this year. And currently, so she's six and a half months old. <clears throat> she's still uh, on breast milk. But Excellent. We were over the other day. They've started. They've started giving my granddaughter food. So, and my wife and I, like, I grew up with you know, sit a baby in a high chair with some kind of rice formula or right. Gerber right. processed food. My my granddaughter is eating my hen's scrambled eggs, broccoli avocado she's chewing on strawberries and, and peaches it. love it and at six and a half months old right love and it. my wife and i were sitting there watching and i'm not gonna lie i'm like Are, is, that, is this okay 
So my daughter-in-law is like, she's done, she's doing all the research. And my son, you know, you could tell she would kind of gag or get too, but her mouth was just full, full of a peach and some avocado. <laughs> and and my daughter-in-law was like, the last thing you want to do is remove the, remove it if they start to gag. And she said that the research she's done, and I haven't done anything, uh, any research on this, um, maybe Lauren, you or you, either one of you guys know, but babies have a natural reflex to remove food. And when you help them do that, it sets them back. So we're sitting here and you could tell she would gag oh, and then right. it'd pop up and you're like, it was, it was really hard to watch. Right, it but this be. child, they yeah. send pictures every morning, every every, every night. This face, this kid's got, they're making homemade yogurt, oh, and scrambled eggs and avocados all over her face. I love this. Isn't it awesome? It is awesome. I, I mean, love stories we, like this. Why do we think, yeah, why do we think we can't start giving or at least do the research to say, what else can I my six-month-old baby needs to have real food also. <laughs> None of this processed stuff, right? And, so, and, and you know what they really it's a, need? It's they a, need it's a meat. Great story. They need meat and animal products. The eggs are awesome. You know, eggs right. are such a great yeah. food to start kids on. Yeah. Right. I told my son, I said, he, she's eating eggs and avocados. I mean, she, and breast milk. Yeah, right. Set. I mean, does she need anything else? And no. once, she gets, once she gets teeth, we're, we're waterfowl. Hunter, she's going to get, she will, she's going to get her fill of, of duck breast, of, of duck jerky, uh-huh. of deer meat. I mean, duck, she, duck's one this, of my favorites. I mean, you just I think absolutely about absolutely love duck. Right. The, the, I know it. It's awesome. But you know, it's expensive. It's expensive yeah, it for is. what you got to do and the time effort. Yeah, <laughs> and at is. the end of the season, you're like, wow, those were some pretty expensive ducks we killed. <laughs> yeah, even <laughs> if we don't get much in e- Texas, right? right. We're de- e- even if you're hunting them yourselves, it's still expensive. Go to the store and just try to buy duck. Holy cow, is it outrageous? Yeah, right. I know. So that's a that's a. It's just crazy to think that uh, you know where it is. It's a mind. It's a, it's a mindset that we've been put into over years and years, and are just passed down from our our grandparents. You know, and it's it's nice to see that. At least my uh, grandchild is going to be different. I can't wait till she gets teeth. And to you, you were talking about fluoride earlier. I've already told my son about some of the products that uh, the 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 yeah the um, yes the clay. Yes, I mean why why go the route of everyone else when you can when there's something else out there that's natural it, and it, it's, yeah, it's just it's so tough. encouraging. We as adults, I didn't approach this stuff till I was 52, and I know what a life changer yeah. it's been for me. I get so excited when I think about children starting their life this way. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You know it's. Your your caller earlier said, you know, you're swimming upstream. You know, over the past six years, Destination Health, just what really turned me was people need proof, right, of this. You can't just tell them. So the proof was just call after call after call of, of guys and gals that were changing their lives and on the road. And they were seeing these drastic health improvements. And, you know, I mean, you just can't, it's, it's, you can't jump on board and get a, be a part of that cult. You can't help it. I mean, it's like, this is real stuff and it's really happening. So it's just, it's, it's good. It's good to see that, that, uh, you know, at least some, some, you know, new parents out there are willing to, oh, you I know, love it. Experiment yeah. And, yeah. and kind of go against the grain. 
Love to see it. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'll my you call back when she gets some teeth into it. You know, the, the thing I'm most concerned about with children now, and, and I'm even more concerned with families like this who really have woken up. They want to do the right thing. Um, I worry about the whole vaccine issue with them. This is a really, yeah. really difficult issue for parents. Lauren, I'm sure you're you're struggling with this now. Yeah. Yeah. Doing, you know, diving deep in the research and it's it really is shocking that we have come this far and have allowed so much toxic stuff. But let's think about it. Lauren, maybe maybe you should get and I know the schedule is different in every state, but maybe since you're dealing with this, maybe you could get the schedule for Florida. And we should go through these mm-hmm. one by one. So let's think about it. Would I, I'm sure if I told somebody, you know, who doesn't understand all this or know everything we've been through that, you know, I have a new baby and I'm going to skip the polio vaccine. I'm just not doing it. I'm sure I would be called very irresponsible. And um, it, But let's think about it. What would be the odds of a healthy baby getting polio? Oh, my God. Where are they going to get it from? Yeah. Why would we point. give them a polio vaccine now? What are the odds are probably so astronomically small that they're ever going to come in contact with it. And even if they do, I'm pretty confident of the way I'm raising them, their immune system would probably handle it. Do we really need to give them a mumps vaccine or chicken pox? Why? How much, how much, how many children are born every year that get that shot? And how much money is that's that? That's what I mean. Right. That's the, that's what this is all about. <laughs> that's, huge. that's what this all comes back to. Right. I, I completely believe now it's not a conspiracy theory. It is pure money. It's just money. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But I would like to go hey, through the that. list of, of childhood vaccines one by one. And, and stop and think, does it really make sense to give this to my child? Even the classics like polio. Why would I give that to my child right now? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'll, I'll tell you something funny about my granddaughter. When we were, we were at the boat show looking at wake boats. And because um, we're, we're, I love hearing you talk about all that because that's, we spend our so much time on the water in our boats. We were we were looking at the the boats and uh, my son's one of his uh, high school buddies was there and uh, or college buddies and we were talking about what what my granddaughter was eating and so here you have two guys same age but obviously the, the uh, my my son's friend does not have any children and um, he was looking at the pictures of of my granddaughter with eggs and all this all over her face and she's <laughs> eating and here's what he says and this is hilarious he goes so. So do you season it for her? I'm like, this the most I mean, people that don't know, don't know. I mean, why would you, why would you season something for a six and a half month old? They're like, I'm like, I looked at him, I said, Carl, why would you do that? The baby can't even talk. She's just now finding out her fingers move and she stares at her hands. Why would you enhance with some Tony's on her avocado or something? Right. Why would you salt it? Why would you pepper it? If she's eating right? it. It, I know it was it hilarious to see that. It must be attractive to it's her. Just, she must like it. So it doesn't. Now, if I taste something and it's it, not seasoned right, I'll I'll reseason it. I'm an adult. I know what I like to taste. You're right. There's no point in seasoning sure. this. If we got it right or wrong, we would None. never know. The child can't communicate to us. Right. Yeah, I got on the fermentation bandwagon 
where you know it's my fermentation <laughs> station. I know, it and smells I've, funny. I've got everything. I've got it all, and I keep telling her. I said she goes that stinks, and she she doesn't like it. Every now and then, it depends on what it is, and if I can spice it up, she'll eat it. But I'm like, listen, don't think of this a smell, a bad smell. It's the smell of health, right, Tracy? To smell of health, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I can't wait to give my granddaughter ferment. Fer- Fermented asparagus Absolutely. and broccoli, cauliflower, all the things I do. The, the salsa, the just, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yep. So it's good stuff, man. Excellent. All right. Yep. I appreciate you guys. Oh, thank you. Um, Lauren, I'm calling an audible today. Um, there's a lot going okay. on. I, I've got some things going on. I don't really want to get too deep into it or complain or um, I'm canceling yeah, um, no worries. Uh, Twitter today. Okay. Hey, I've got plenty to work on, so yeah, I'm not. I've, I've I'm got not a upset. lot to do. I'm not a hundred percent myself right now. Um, okay. So I'm gonna. I'm just gonna call that today. We're we're gonna skip um, Twitter today. All right, all right. I'm gonna actually pull some of those vaccine stuff and hope to have something to talk about here really soon. That yeah, let, will open people's eyes. Let's do that. If you get a good complete list, send it over to me. And the way I'd like to approach this, you know, I think we could help parents at least start thinking about this. Because I think it's something you need to think about a lot if you've got children and, and you're wondering whether you should vaccinate oh, them or right. not. I think you should think about it. And I think you should think about it a lot. So we'll start helping people. I think you need to think, think about, about it before you have children. Before you even start yeah. having children. Right. I agree. If there are exactly. children any time in your future, now is the time to start thinking about this. Yeah, because it starts really when the child is in is is being grown, because they start with offering you vac- offering the mother vaccine. Oh, so I didn't even realize that. I mean, what kind of vaccines are they giving I mean, the it, mother it, while she's pregnant? It's the routine stuff like the flu vaccine. Make oh, sure that you're up to date no. with that, and I think there's like oh. another one. Not, yeah. No, but hell no. Oh yeah, it's on. It's on the schedule for, for you know for like you know to make sure that you're up to date with what's going on for your pregnancy. It's on there. Oh. And mind you, the OB that I that I chose to see is a very you know they they have the lowest cesarean rate. They they have um, midwives that deliver, so nice. the doctor only comes in for an emergency situation. Good. So. Even that doctor, even that doctor's office still tell you know, puts it in there in the schedule, like, hey, these are the things to be thinking about at this point, <sighs> um, at this point in your pregnancy. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Now, let, let, yeah. let's help so, parents with this. Let's begins, put the list together and then let's go through them one by one. You know what? I love it, that. It, could, could you do something else? I know this is going to add some work. Could you not only yeah. get the list of the the required or the recommended, could you also try to get the mm-hmm. ingredients in each vaccine? Yeah, I can do that. Here's something That's else. That's all I, on the CDC website. Here's something else I want people to do. Anytime a doctor, nurse, practitioner mentions a vaccine, the first thing I want you to do is look right at them and ask them, can you tell me right now without looking it up what's in this? Yeah. Yeah. Just ask them. I agree. Ask them if they know what's in that shot. My guess is none of them have a clue without looking it up. I, I, uh, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm excited about this. This is very, it's going to really open people. Like it's going to expand their minds. 
Yes. They're not going to believe it. Yes. And if you can try to get the full schedule up through adulthood. Okay. So we can talk about things like HPV vaccines and, you know, some of the other total bullshit stuff. But I'm even going to be really, really critical of the classics, polio and all that stuff. Yeah. Great. Perfect. All right. All right. We'll do that. We're going to wrap this up today. Um, Sorry about the no Twitter space. I just, um, there's reasons for it today and we've got a lot going on. So we'll be back tomorrow. All right, Lauren. Thanks as always. We will see you back here tomorrow. Be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey.